Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast with your hosts, James, Ian McMillan, and to the left of me, Alan Ashcraft. That's who he is. In the shiny, glimmering corner of the room, we have a producer, songwriter, mix engineer, musician, drummer, all-around badass, Justin Abel. Quite the intro. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. That was all improv, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on. This is round oh, yeah. two for you. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Yep. Things were a little bit different last time you were here, yet the same. <laughs> it Always. looks killer in this room. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're we're working on it. You should have video. That we're working on that. That'd be that'd be sweet. We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. God, oh. we need to get that screen up too, homeboy. Yeah. That's the next thing coming. I really just want like a a new TV. Get like a 42-inch and put it on that wall. That would be sweet. Yeah. And then just get a mount that we could bring out an angle so Mm -hmm. that the guests can see it too. Mm -hmm. Hardcore. Hardcore. How you doing, man? Really good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Just really busy. I hope our cars don't get broken into. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, But yeah. No, it's been a month and a half of mixing. And like studio build stuff. So I've been kind of just juggling contractors and mixes. How it's been fun. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad that you're busy. But how much longer is the build? It is done as of this week. Aside from Ooh. the bathroom door needs to be hung still. It's like one of those sliding barn doors. Oh, cool. So it was painted this weekend. And um, Is this the same location? Just same renovated? location. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just downstairs where my drum room used to be. It was like in this big warehouse space. Very cool. Um, very like unfinished. It's 1,200 square feet, like 13-foot ce- ceilings. So I cut it up into three rooms. So there's a hallway, lounge, kitchenette thing um, with a control room and a tracking room. Fuck yeah, man. Um, it's so cool. It's insane. Like it's the first time today um, – I had a buddy come out and solder some of my mic panels for the walls and stuff. And it was the first time having a guitar cab in the tracking room while I'm in the control room. Mm. And it's like the isolation is so good oh, wow. that it's, it's actually, yeah, it made me, I, it and made I, me I would imagine, stoked. I mean, there's probably a lot of levels to like how stoked you are about this, mm-hmm. but just from a recording aspect, my, my guess is it's just like a snowball of things that's occurring to you like yes. oh now i can start doing that yeah oh my god this is gonna finally start happening it's true it, like oh, it's true man. this is like the first time that i've really noticed because i've been treating my my control room uh with sound panels that i'm building um this last week or so and it's the first time that i've really been able to transform the sound of a room uh like mathematically with sound treatment because every other room that i've had a recording set up in it's been like kind of like this room you know you repurpose it into a studio. Yeah. It's the first time that I've built a studio that, you know, there's zero parallel surfaces. So it's the, made to be a studio. It is, it's real deal. Dude, that's um, so cool. And so like making the rooms sound good has been a joy. Yeah. You know, it's been fun. Now, the real question is how are you going to start paying all that off? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so my phone number is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Th- thankfully. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> by any means. Yeah. But get those rates up thankfully uh thankfully i'm super booked up this year so far so that's good to hear man keep it up bands yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah you also recently just got a new drum set i did dude that is it is really have you filthy. seen this i might have heard about this yeah. from Vinny. yeah Vinny stopped by the shop during yeah. it it is it's a truth custom uh oh, okay 24 15 12 8 uh 14 14 16 15 
Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, Jeff is Jeff's pretty stoked on it. Um, he tried out a brand new bearing edge that he's never done on anything else that I can't I can't disclose because it's I don't understand it and also he's wants to it's 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 specific to truth now, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like a trade sauce. secret. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely secret sauce. Yeah. But the kit sounds insane. Like That's so awesome. punchy, That's so, cool. so resonant. What'd you say the kick drum was again? Twenty four fifteen. Twenty four fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's sick. So yeah, I'm stoked to mic it up. I still have yet to record it. Um, it's just set up in my old tracking room right now. Wait, what's a, I think mine's 2218. That's like a normal, yeah. 18, small 1824 is pretty typical. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all over the place. I kind of thought there were only two dimensions to a, to a kick drum, but I mean, I've played a 20 by 20. Mm -hmm. The one I have now is 1624. Right on. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of sizes. Yeah, my old SJC kick was uh, 20 inch diameter, 22 deep. Yeah, Just it's, like it's that funny because yeah, the the deep ones aren't. That's not hot anymore. No. Now they're they're getting more and more shallow. Exactly. Yeah. So but weird. like 2008, when I got that kit, that was sick. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. My first D drum was yeah, that was the 20 by 20 and. It was the weirdest thing wasn't really how long it was, but it just, I always called that a low rider kit because yep. it all starts from the kick drum. That's yes. going to depend on like how you sit. And even the the kick pedals would be seated weirdly. Super Like short. it was almost impossible to dead center it's the, true. the right. head. Yeah. Right. But I, I just eventually got used to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to not play on a 20 inch. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. 24 is so much more comfortable. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, if you're doing anything remotely rock genre oriented <laughs> yeah that 20 is just not gonna no not big enough of a dick yeah not no, not, not at all. enough no no so it's hard to tell what color this drum set is, is it it's gray is it that dark or is it like the other one seems lighter it's a little lighter than that um is that more accurate that picture uh yeah yeah that's yeah. decently accurate so it's this really weird it's not even a stain it's like this um magic age like wood ager so yeah. you put it on and it, it goes on as kind of like this clear coat and it takes about 30 minutes for it to land on that color. Oh, wow. So Jeff and I were, we spent, I don't know, half a day going back and forth to different paint and stain stores to find what, oh, I, wow. what I like. And so we just Talk kind of- about we, custom. Jeez. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So much time went into this Not kit. everyone gets that. He, he, he that. gave me the, the special treatment for <laughs> yeah. sure, which I appreciate. Man, um, that's so cool. But- yeah, it was one of those things that when we first rubbed it on the tester shell, we're like, this is not going to do anything. There's mm. no way that this is going to get gray in 30 minutes. And sure enough, it, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's a special color. It's a very special kit. It's true. Sure. Are they still out in uh, Beaverton, like towards yep. Washington Square? Yeah, yeah. right next or to Washington Tiger Square. Wherever that is. Yeah. yeah. I actually went out there years ago and I was talking to Jeff and the other guy, I forget his name. Tim. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about like interning there and possible, you know, sponsorship um, cause a few years ago or more than a few years ago, uh, Josh Northcutt and I, you know, Josh, that's yeah. Stefan's brother. Mm. Um, we were entertaining the idea of starting a drum company ourselves and turns out that's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Really, really tough. Totally. And no one wants to help you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really about the hardware bearing edge, things of that nature and your overall design. Mm -hmm. I mean, because other than that, it's mostly Keller shells. It is. Almost everybody. Almost everybody. So, you, you know, to, to 
I don't know. It's just, it really is a whole separate thing that you really have to dedicate your whole life to figuring out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we started too late in the game. Sure. And we all just benefit off of people like Jeff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, but it was really interesting checking out their shop, though. They got a good good place going on over there. Yeah, they do. And it's cool. They have they have a ton of old kits and old shells that are half taken apart. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was the data remembers. And that was, right. it's, it's just fun to be there and totally. hear stories. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch how fast they they took off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got big pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that was like my dream company, you know, back in its heyday. Hundred percent. I was like, yeah, I want I want one of those. You know, I I have to admit there was a time where I was convinced that I didn't like the sound of Truth Drums, mm-hmm. and me and probably a lot of people we know. Yeah. And then they something changed, and I don't know what it is. I mm-hmm. uh, maybe, but you said this bearing edge is like the newest. Thing and you're one of the first ones. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I started to hear a change. You know, I don't know when. But yeah, it, it might have been a size thing or interesting. Maybe the type of drummer. I think yeah, and that yeah. just kind of comes with you know, you know yeah. being a such a custom company. You are going to sacrifice some yeah. sound, I would imagine. Yeah. Whereas you know Pearl and Tama, these like these bigger you know D uh, DW, they have kind of a they have a recipe in place yes. so that the the visual aspect of the kit is never really affecting the sound of it, the right. structure. 100%. So it's kind of something that just comes with it. Yeah, there was a whole like wave of custom drum companies in like the mid-2000s mm-hmm. that were just going so overboard. Mm-hmm. You know, remember Shine? Shine, dude. Yeah, yeah. They, yep. they offered me a 50% off sponsorship and I was about to buy one of their drum sets. Yeah. And then uh, I, I ended up. Not. I'm Why is it not? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I've stuck to the DW and I don't know. I like the classics, but I mean, they were as nice as can be. And I, you know, again, they're, they're really cool guys, but some of the kits they're putting out were just so over the top and oh yeah, like blinged out and Louis Vuitton prints. Yes. And, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, totally. That was my buddy who got the Louis Vuitton really? truth kit. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a part of you that's like, ah, it's, it's cool. I mean, if you're Travis Barker and you can have a hundred different drum totally. sets, then yeah, I would do that. Get a fucking leopard print. Yeah, I'd, why not? Yeah. Right. Irish flag drums. I would just go fucking balls deep in different patterns. But if it's like your one drum set and you play <laughs> in a rock and roll band, yeah. I don't know, man. It's well, I think some of those dudes, I mean, tough. if you're if you're one of the billion drummers that is just going to trigger the shit out of it anyway, yeah. then it really just kind of comes down to what it looks like. It's true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's fair. Yeah, like that band Shiny Toy Guns. Do you, do you remember I'm that? definitely familiar with them. Were they like electronic? Yeah, electronic-y rock. Yeah. Start, yeah, more electronic probably than mm. I'd say rock. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, his drum set was just like all looks, but it didn't matter, like you were saying. Yeah. Every single one of his, his drum heads were all triggered anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's just at that point, it's just a parade float. <laughs> you yeah, know, to totally. Hit. It's like, is it badass looking? Yep, okay, cool, done. It does the job. Yeah, um, Get nice cymbals. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Yeah. What kind of symbols do you have on this? I need to get a whole new set. Um, I have, it's it's Frankenstein, a minor 20-inch crash, um, like an unmarked old Zildjian ride, and a K-Light crash. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's but I need, I, yeah, yeah, all over the place. Yeah. I'd love to get just like a set of Ks. Um, it's, or, um... Yeah, Istanbul cymbals track amazingly. I just did a record with oh, okay. a drummer that had, it was like 24, 22, 21 or something, just huge cymbals, but they're all super thin. 
Um, yeah. And those things mix like a dream. So I'd love to have a set of those too. That would be cool. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're getting them for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a genre specific because I wouldn't use those for Fireside yeah. at all. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you have? I have, so I mostly play uh, like Vinny's kit, essentially. Uh, one totally. of them. He's got like 37 kits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just play one of those. And then um, I think we're just kind of, we mixed our symbols. We're kind of Frankenstein too at, at his place when we practice. Um, it's a, I, I want to say I have a K, like a 20 inch K. It might be a dark crash ride. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crack though. So we eventually need to replace that. And I, I wish I could remember what his ride is. Cause it is the shit. It's either, mm-hmm. it's either in Istanbul or it's a TRX, but it's something that is relatively inexpensive, but it just sounds, yeah. it's got kind of, it's got like a sandy sound, like in a good way, yeah. not like broken sandy, but totally. Um, it just washes really nice. And then, uh, I think it's like a 17 inch, uh, a custom, uh, on the left, like the right lighter. Yeah. And then it might be a custom hi hats. I can't even remember. Right on. So it's a good lineup for that. Yeah. Music, it's, for sure. it's not bad. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I just need to kind of drop like a thousand dollars and get, get some stuff. So what kind of snare are you using? Um, just one of Vinny's truth snares. I just bought for my place cause I recently bought a house and has a basement. So I've just kind of been waiting to get a kit and then, you know, throw it in there. Nice. So I just got a D drum, uh, reflex just cause for me, I, I wanted to go the truth route, but I had like essentially a thousand dollar cap Sure. and I just wanted something, just some sort of like a workhorse kit. Mm-hmm. I even went like matte black, like just, I'm not trying to be insane with it. Um, and that is 1624 kick, 14, 14 inch snare. And then I think it's a 13, 16, 18. Wow. So, so it's pretty a big boys. Thunder, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I actually, I didn't realize I had a bunch of, I had two bags of symbols at, um, at Vinny's house still just like in his closet that we would like pull from if I broke something. Yeah. So I was like, let me go through those. Cause I need to now kind of arm my kit at home. And I forgot that most of those were actually gifts from uh, Dean Castronovo. He used to be the drummer for Journey because uh, I filled in for his son's uh, band on drums because his their drummer, weirdly enough, his dad is the singer in Sticks, And <laughs> wow. he's in Canada and the country wouldn't let him leave. Oh, so okay. Kyle, which is Dean's son, he called me. I was on vacation. He's like, can you go on tour, like learn nine songs in three days? And I think we had like one kind of dress rehearsal at a studio and then... Uh, I was out there for a while and then in LA at, uh, might've been, it was either whiskey or I think it was at the whiskey. Uh, Dean was like, dude, as a thank you, like, here you go. And just two huge bags of like nice symbols. And I forgot about him. He's got this one, he has this, uh, China that I kind of want to sell it cause I'm never going to use it, but it's also so ridiculous. I just want to keep it because it looks like a fucking weapon. It's like, <laughs> I want to say it's like a 22 inch. Z custom totally like it is the loudest most obnoxious why would you ever yes but you know he used to he used to drum for Ozzy and so it's you're back there you, you need some loud that. shit yeah totally you know? but uh it is the funniest fucking symbol and then I think there's a 24 or possibly even a 26 inch uh ride symbol wow that is monstrous like I don't even think I could get it in my basement if I wanted to <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> but uh yeah it's so I got lucky there but there's a couple things I need to I need to replace and and I'm also just picky about my sound so I want to go get what I want definitely you know, not just That's use good. what I have for sure so it's so funny how the the old way of doing things like 
back in the you know Dave Grohl '90s era. It's all about humongous drums. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my f- one of my early drum sets was just so stupidly big. A fourteen rack tom. Then it was the a sixteen, then eighteen. So I had two floor toms. Mm-hmm. All of my I had rides as crash cymbals. Well, yeah. you technically had three floor toms. One was just a rack tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very shallow. That's and originally yeah. I had a snare drum. I I mean, what's the average depth? Of, like five and a half? Is that about six? Right? Six and a half? Six, yeah, around that. Something like that, right? Yeah. It was at least. I mean, we're approaching marching snare. Yeah. Depth. Sick, dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> And just giant, you know, what whatever, two B sticks. Yeah. And then I realized like that's just what are we doing? Yeah. I'm so I'm so much slower by playing this. Oh, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like the days and nights that I finally shrunk everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, at a certain point, that was kind of the the trend too, was the um like my first D drum uh had like a really shallow rack tom, which was real trendy at the oh, time. Definitely. I think it was like a twelve by nine or yeah. something. And, yeah, uh, that was the whole thing too. You're right. Yeah, and then 14, 16 for floor. Like 16 was just the biggest you would ever go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it was perfect for me because at the time I was in like a, essentially a death metal band. So it, speed was more important than power. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so it was just easier to get around the kit. But at this point, like the things I do in Fireside, it's more about taking your time and the fills aren't real fast. They're just, yes. they're big and they're well thought out. It needs to be and, consistent. Right, yeah. hold on. Yeah. You guys play in the same band at some points? No. Oh, I don't play. No. no. I I remixed a song for them. But did, and I'm uh, buddies with Vinny. What was the band that you f- you filled in a few times? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. What was the name of that band? Filled in for. Yeah, like. I filled in like a long time ago for. So just like uh, all she wrote. Oh, I don't know like a long time For some ago. reason, I thought that you filled in a band you played in at one point. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. What the fuck huh. I'm thinking? I don't know. I want to know what you're thinking now. Your band, your full-time band is Fireside? Yeah. Okay, and you had worked on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been buddies with Vinny forever. Yeah, I I met Justin through Vinny. Yeah. Okay, cool. So as a a music producer and mix engineer, is there any... uh, (laughs) Is there any, like, validity to the old, like, 70s, early 80s where they'd have the bottom head off... The non-batterhead, whatever they call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of concert toms. Yeah, the concert I've always toms. wondered that exactly. too. Totally. It like, is cool. point? But you lose... Z- you lose resonance, but I think you gain attack. I oh, believe. Okay. But and it can't possibly good for recording, right? Depends Maybe. what you're going for. I guess it depends what you're going it depend- for. It depends what you're going for. But I know guys who do it um, as kind of like an isolation trick that... You know, you'll have the bottom heads off and you'll stick these mics, 421s, underneath inside of the actual drums to mic up the drums. So it's like th- it's you're literally up the drum. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So you get almost no cymbal bleed. You you know, you, all you're hearing is tom. So, But you're mostly just getting the, the yeah. hit of it, like yeah. you were saying, the attack. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a more slappy sound. Slap. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe like, I wonder if metal bands do that. Maybe like, you know Meshuggah and those kinds because they yeah. don't really need a lot of tone. Maybe and it, I mean it's kind of the same the same thing with uh, a lot of producers will take off the front kick like the resonant right. kick head. Right. Yeah. And I've uh, I don't know I've tried it. I don't. Doesn't sound. It sounds like you're. Sounds a exactly head. the way yeah. it's worse. You totally. Think it would sound. I don't love yeah. it. No. Less resonance. Yeah. Yeah. Less exactly. tone. Yes. But uh, if you're living curious. in a world that yeah, if if you are gonna replace it anyways or what? I mean, yeah. To each their own. Drums are funny, man. Drums are really weird, and like 
something that trips me out. I was watching an old Buddy Rich video. Yeah. And this was really old. So he's a really young guy. And, and you know, he, he's not even from, like, the era before that, like Gene Krupa and mm-hmm. all these guys who, I mean, these drummers, comparatively now, it's like, yeah, maybe they, they don't have the same chops as, like, you know, what's the drummer from Dave Matthews Band? Oh, Carter Beaufort. Yeah, you see, it's not that, you know, it's not, like, whatever. But for the time, it's amazing. And they were doing all this crazy shit, especially Buddy Rich. He was a fucking shredder. And he was doing it on the most basic ass gear imaginable. And typically was blackout drunk. <laughs> that too, he was such <laughs> like, a dick, dude. He was notorious for yeah, having a, an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't give a shit. Still shredded. Still shredded. I've a, played after one beer and I'm just like broken stick, other sticks oh, in my so eye. Sure. I just dude. pass out, can't finish the show. It's ridiculous. Yeah, one of my favorite bands, they're called Don Caballero. It's like an instrumental kind of doodly math rock band. Mm-hmm. And the drummer, Damon Che, who's arguably one of the best drummers of all time. Most people don't know who he is. But he plays in like a drunken kung fu style. Like, he's always blackout drunk when he plays. That's that's part of it. So you start there. Jeez. Then he sits down and he, he never has a shirt on. He's like 6'8" really wow. really tall like nba tall yeah and he's like frumpy and gross and he's like uh abusive to the crowd he's always yelling at people and like ah fucking yeah and then it'll like push the microphone away and it'll click like there's a video of him going one two misses three <laughs> then comes back in for four hits on the up so one two miss four the one is on the up hit of the symbol <laughs> And there's and a dude you're inspired by? <laughs> you have no idea how good he is. <laughs> what was his name so again? He, Damon Che. And he Jeez. plays with a snare drum like down here, like way, way down. And he wears these weird little shorties where half the time we could see his nuts. Good God. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. Am I painting the best picture? <laughs> you are, yeah. Best drummer ever. He has the name of dude. a guy that like, if I met a guy and he was like, hey, my name's Damon. Is it Che or Shay? Uh, I always heard Damon Che. That just sounds like if I met that They're guy, the I'd be weirdest like, "Do you shred a drum? Band. You either shredded drums or you're in porn. It's one of the two. Yeah, Here, let me. Uh, you gonna jam some? I'm gonna jam some, bro. Don Caballero. What was a good one? Let's see. You know the the band Battles. You heard them? No. The drummer of Helmet went on to start a band called Battles. Oh, okay. It's leprechaun music. It's like yeah. elf music. One guitar player. He's just fucking that hi-hat up. Super drunk. And he would like switch hands. Like way down. With his drums, drumsticks usually upside down or not. And then you drop a stick and pick it up. Dude, in 6'8", he's probably doing damage to that kit. Oh. <laughs> Just using, like, chair legs for drumsticks. <laughs> he told Josh Northcutt once that he he hasn't changed the bottom heads. We were just talking about bottom heads of drums. He hadn't changed them in, like, 25 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll make a difference. He's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many, like, ex- these eccentric players out there. You know, the 
because there's there's versions of that, you know, all around, like where there's these tiny scenes of like devote followers to these bands that we, the three of us have no idea about, but right. it's out there, you know, and we all have that version of a band that like we we totally love, but not everyone knows about. Totally, yeah, you know, and you're just like, oh, I wish everyone knew about this drummer. I don't know why I just thought of this, but that whole thing just made me think of uh, there's this band that I, I don't know if I am currently, maybe because of this show, I am no longer obsessed with them, but it was a band called True Widow, and I, I loved them. They were this like like Texas-based, Texas, Texas based, like doom, little bit psychedelic, like just really kind of soundtrack to the end of the world, sort of fucking love them they they have a couple albums that i could just listen front to back and it's just it's such a such a cool energy cool vibe and uh i i had gotten an email that they were going to be playing uh mississippi and i like that venue yeah. so i'm like dude yeah, this this is ideal and i go there and uh and i knew nothing about them in terms of like how many members and whatever but I, I knew I always heard female vocals and male vocals, so I knew there was at least a, a, a man-woman kind of duo vocally. But I didn't know if one of them played bass, one played guitar. Well, I get there. They set up. They're playing. It's a uh, uh, dude on guitar, I'm pretty sure, uh, singing. And then uh, the, the chick was on bass singing, and they're both murdering it. Then the drummer, like, right out of the gate, fucking horrible. Like... Almost like he's playing to a click, but it's jacked like 200 BPM up or down and like not even consistently off. It is just... Was it good on record though? Yeah, fantastic oh. on record. Right. And I'm sitting here just like, okay, hopefully that's just a tough song for him to play or Was something. Was he the drummer? He's the drummer, yeah. Because I, it's funny you asked that too, because I literally, after the first song, I Googled that. <laughs> I'm like, is this a fill-in? Right. And I, I look at it, he's in all the promo shots, he's, fucking, he's got like some wonky name or something. So, so I'm just like, all right, I'm going to let it go. And then second one, even worse. Then I see he's like drinking in between songs. I'm like, right. that's not going to oh. help. Or if it is going to help, slam that beer and get yeah, another one. Right. Like whatever. Drinking. And it was the person I was with, uh, I had gotten her into the band too. But, you know, she's not a musician. So she was loving every second of it. And I'm just, I become that guy. I'm slumped in my seat. I'm on my phone. <laughs> I'm just on Instagram. Like yeah. I have to check out. Totally. Because right. it was such... A fucking bummer. I hate that. That sucks. And like specifically the drummer too, because I play drums. So like that to me is that hurts more. Oh yeah. Because I almost just want to push him to the side and be like, let me fucking do it. Yeah. Totally. And this stuff is like this is drumming by numbers. I mean, it is the easiest. Right. Slow. I mean, I shouldn't say easiest because sometimes just just because it's slow doesn't mean it's easy. That can sure. be really tricky to like hold that rhythm and. But, but he it, was just fucking it up. It was heartbreaking because right. I I just love that band and to this day I. I think maybe I've listened to him like one time since. This was like two years ago or something. It's, it's yeah, it was devastating. Yeah, if bands can't recreate what they're doing live, then they're not a good band. Yeah, and it's just, you know, two out of three of them, those vocals sounded like the record. It was so impressive, and oh. I tried my best just to focus on that, but this dude was just, he was shitting all over my birthday cake, man. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, but, and I think there's, I mean, there's obviously, you know, that's not entirely true what I just said. Because there is like, you know, like at the drive-in, for example, their their recordings are what they are. And then live, it's like just chaos. Mm. The half time yeah. they're out of tune, they're jumping around. But that's like part of the show. Sure. You either like that or you don't. Dillinger Escape Plan. or You know, it's not going to be perfect to the recording because they're so fucking 
out of their minds. Well, yeah, and that's the downside but, of, of a band like True Widow is that you're not you're not going to be able just to toss some texture over it and be like, it's just a live show. Like, right. th- it is a microscope when you play at that slow BPM and Ugh, it's it's supposed to have this tough. like this energy and, and kind of texture to it. It just, his I remember his ride cymbal specifically, he's like, he was missing it and he would like, he'd, he'd miss one hit and he'd hit the floor tom. And like, <laughs> it's like, how do these guys stay in the it, band? I mean, yeah, have you it, looked up other videos of them live? Is it is it consistently? I did, and the he ones that I found were something to the band that we don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> is he booking all the <laughs> shows? We need to is call he him the up. manager? Yeah, like, for real? Yeah, is he funding? Yeah, everything? he funds the money. You know. Does he have like naked photos of the rest of the members <laughs> or some Blackmailing shit? Blackmailing them. Uh, yeah, it was it was a weird situation, and I remember specifically just looking at the uh, the the male singer just hoping he would like turn around and look at the guy like, what are you doing? You normally shred. Yeah. And yeah. he just didn't. It's almost like he's just used to this, this drunk fucking Texan. It's weird. Just ruining everything. Just that is ruining absurd. Everything. Yeah. It was, it was really, really weird. Do you have any bands that you know are like that, Justin? No. Okay. I'm, I'm now, now you have me thinking. If did I've did ever you ever listen really to Minus the Bear? No, I know of them, but I've never listened to them. They're, they have a new drummer now, but they, for years and years had, a drummer that did you listen to him? Alan? No, I'm, I thought that was a band you like. No, like Justin, I'm familiar with him, but anyway, it was a guitar player from a band called Botch. It was like the opposite of Minus the Bear. Heard Super of them hardcore too. Hardcore band. Yeah. Anyway, um, like such a rad band and and kind of technical because the guitar player is doing a lot of like finger tappy delay oh, okay. stuff, and all the drummer needs to do is just lay it down and be on on meter. Mm-hmm. And recordings are really cool. But then every time we'd see him live, it's just like, like you were saying, just you're just speeding up, just taking off, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I don't know how a band like that does it every night. You go well, on a yeah. month long tour, and you can't get away. I mean, you could get away it's with tough. a bad. Like I remember seeing All Time Low on the AP tour, like in 2008 or something. Like right. wh- whatever. Drummer had a bad night. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they sounded awesome, except their guitar, their lead guitar player could not like. It was one of those things that, you know, he's running around the stage trying to impress girls and whatever. And right. that, that's fine. He sounded terrible. Doesn't really matter. But if the drummer was doing the same thing. Can't happen. Yeah. Th- yeah. That'd be a terrible you show. You don't have that luxury as a drummer. You don't. Don't be a drummer if you think that's what you can do. You are going to be one of the loudest things there. Yes. At least the most pokey thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're the workhorse in the band. Yeah. It's your job to just sit there and do a job. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're literally, you're holding the rhythm. Yes. You know, even with your right hand. That's God. what made it gnarly with this guy is like just that ride symbol because he's nailing the bell and you just can't like there's certain guitar notes you, you'll you'll miss because it just kind of folds into the music mm-hmm. but that bell is shrill as yeah. shit and totally. if it's if it's way off it's just very noticeable yeah yep <laughs> wow i know yeah, it's too bad it's even more of a bummer when there's a drummer you love and you know they should be doing better like yeah uh joey castillo one of my favorite drummers mm. he played in queens of stone age for a really oh, okay. long time um Anyway, just a beast of a drummer. Super, like, heavy-hitting badass. Um, but he kind of had this history of playing really fast. Hmm. And then, then it, but then he figured it out, you know? And it's like, that, that's good. That's what, you know, you should do that. And I'm sure it was a conversation someone had, you know, like, sure. hey, man, you're one of the coolest drummers ever. 
but just speed up a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, just that's, take a breath. It makes you stress listening to it. And, yeah, and exactly. I can I can forgive that, you know, because I've totally been that guy that just I start feeding off oh, the God, energy of the show yeah, and yeah. I rush everything. And in the moment, it doesn't feel like you're doing totally. that. Totally. And you then get that look from the guitar player. Yeah, or you watch a video <laughs> back and you're like, what the? Yeah. And, and it's funny because I used to think like, before I played to a click, I used to think um, there was something about playing live that was just... Like I couldn't hit some of these fills that I was kneeling in practice. And then when I would watch the video, I'm like, well, you're 30 BPM yeah, no faster yeah. and everyone's fucking up now. Yep. Right. You know? Right. Drumming is yeah. a weird thing, man. It is. That's why clicks and like playing with tracks, even, even if there's not anything coming out of the speakers, but having guide tracks and stuff like yeah. I, any band I produce, I'm always just pushing. I'm trying to, trying to push them to make up their live show because yeah. it's the, that consistency is what people will remember. Absolutely. Or at least in my mind, because I, yeah, every time I'm watching a band, I'm microscoping every single person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Just helps. Just helps. I know. I know. It gets crazy, though, too, like with, because you mentioned like, uh, you know, backtracks or whatever when you're playing live. Think about bands that have like really complicated sets, like um, Nine Inch Nails, for example. Yeah. Like that has so, so many layers and so much shit going on. God, I mean, I can't even imagine like designing a tour like that. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, being the drummer of that band would just be so intense. You'd yeah, just have to be to, so good, and to have so much writing on it. And yeah. Oh, fuck! And there's every show is an arena show too. Yeah, yeah. At least you know, <laughs> yeah, like that. Least. Those are the small yeah, ones. Exactly. You know? Diehard fans. Yeah, it's crazy. To know every second of every song for sure. Good lord. Well, and it's crazy because it's like I was watching um, Twenty One Pilots release like this start of tour like it was kind of filming their tour rehearsals a little bit nice. and it was just like a very small like five minute glimpse of what it's like but you see how you know the band is is saying these really specific things so on this hit like oh wow it, where am i going to be is the light going to be there what are the screens yep. doing and it's like yeah any That's show different. at that level literally every single breath that you take is accounted for it's yeah. crazy yes. i've different been uh, sort of kind of going down this Guilty pleasure, but not guilty pleasure. Road of a band called Ghost. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're That's super funny. Fun. I would have assumed that you were already like really into them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like most of their stuff. Some of their stuff is kind yeah. Of they're a very James off. band. Yeah, definitely a me band. Um, but their 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 live show is so crazy now because it just got so big. Yeah, and it's it's like that. I mean, totally. They they every single minute of the show is planned mm-hmm. and not like in a cheesy in seek no. choreographed no, way. Yeah. Right. It's just like, you have to be here at this point or it doesn't work. Totally. There's a lot of stuff writing on that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're literally putting on a, you're, you're putting on a show, putting, especially, especially on, on that. Yes. You're it's, it needs to be like theatrical especially to reach the like people in the 300 pilots. level. Yeah. There's two guys <laughs> with fucking a hundred thousand people out yeah, there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's man. pretty amazing, and they pull it off. It's pretty and they nuts. do pull it off, yeah. I, I uh, went to, they played a Theater of the Clouds show at the Moda Center. Oh, okay. Uh, where they shrink yeah, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. arena. Yeah. yeah. And Crummit had some passes to get in for whatever reason. Um, and so we got, like, way up close. And wa- that drummer, dude, he's so fucking good. Dude. He's, He like, hits the hell out of those drums, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, sneaky how good he is. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't. You would think that playing that kind of music, because it's always like, dun, yes, dun, exactly. Dun, dun. You're just like, oh, that'd be fucking jamming, you know? For sure. But the way he does it, these tiny little movements yeah. he makes. He's so locked in. So locked in, just in the pocket. 
Yeah, I saw them in Phoenix in 2013. It was like right when Vessel came out. Yeah. In like a 150 cap room, like this oh, tiny wow. little thing. It like was not, there were like 50 people there. Different it was band. so sick. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Completely different band. But at the same time, you know, it's like you watch them now and it's the same band. Like you see the wow. exact same chemistry um, right. playing to 50 people versus. I like that drummer too because he's kind of, you know, we just got done saying, Focus on playing, not on showing off yeah. and being looking good. Yeah. But he does both. Like, he's he a really entertaining drummer to watch. Totally. But he's also super, super solid. Yeah. That's a that's a good balance to have. Definitely. That, what's the the main, the sing, the singer of that band? Tyler. Joseph. Tyler, that's right. Yeah. He is such a, um, I don't know, I mean, he's just, he just shits out songs. The kid, and he's been writing since he was like a teenager. Sure, yeah. Yeah, he's really, they're very young too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really annoyingly young <laughs> god damn them they yeah. got big so quick too oh yeah exploded god i wonder how much money they make two guys in the yeah. band yeah all the that licensing yeah, all that just... publishing all that touring oh yeah two dudes totally you should see the studio inside of tyler's house like he made the majority of their last record in his house i think and it's like insane i bet like, i mean i bet yeah insane <sighs> were you a mute bath fan no, I've never really listened to them. I mean, okay. I'm sure I would like them. I yeah. just haven't really listened to them. For some reason, I, I thought that you, you might have. I like their band. drummer, Darren King. That's I've, I've watched say. a bunch of stuff he's with cool. him. He's, he's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's really uh, zany live, too. Like, he makes it a point to show you, like, uh, what's, like how committed he is. Sure. Like, like he sits down and, like, he just kind of, like, makes eye, eye contact with all the people up front. He puts his headphones on his head. Takes duct tape, yes, he tapes, tapes it around his head so it doesn't come off, <laughs> and he's just like warming his hands up, and it's just so like, all right, man. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like when drummers are just kind of insane that way. Sure, like, this is a fucking job. I'm gonna get blistered. Doing <laughs> totally. This. You know, yeah. I don't know, man. It's good. You're chopping wood back there, doing a job. Totally. Yeah, I like that Stoke. more than like, I, I don't want to see him smile. Yeah, <laughs> that's my thing. Right. Which, yeah. And, and that comes from like. How I feel about it too. Like I, I'm unable to like have fun with things I enjoy. Mm. Like I, I get there and it's like, you you have to kill this. Like yep. it, it is a job. You've got to definitely. So it's it's a weird like, especially as a drummer. Yeah, it's some weird bullshit that I have internally that I then project onto other people. But if I see a drummer <laughs> like smiling and like laughing with his band and stuff, I'm like, what the fuck what are you doing? What are you doing, <laughs> man? Well, you think this is a game? Yeah, like, this is real life, dude. Yeah, totally. Get it done. This is so music. weird. It doesn't make any sense. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, what have you been up to other than that? How was Christmas? Christmas was good. Was good. Yeah. We had, um, I think we literally had seven days in a row of something different with fa- like different yeah. family members. Yeah, the just same a fam- marathon. It was insane. Like my wife and I actually took like that entire week off through uh, New Year's, which was awesome. That you. was the first time off we've had in... Well, we went to New York a couple months ago for vacation. But other than that, it was like the first time off here. So it was really nice. We did the week of Christmas off. Nice. Because Christmas was on a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I did the Monday through Friday yeah. and the weekends. Totally. But yeah, good. That's awesome. All in town though, you said? Yeah, we went to Sun River for two days because she has family that has a house. Was there, there snow out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was like blizzard. It was super Were you cool. there on Christmas? No, we were oh, there... Okay. Um, we came back on New Year's Eve, I think, or nice. yeah, something like that. But we also just got a puppy 
in like around Thanksgiving. Oh, damn. So that has like completely changed our lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> completely changed It'll my pump life. Your parents now. Oh, what yes. kind of dog is it? It's a golden retriever boxer mix. Oh, what? So, what does yeah. that even look She's like? She's gorgeous. I'll, I'll show you pictures. Boxer mix. She, her name yeah, is what does Jersey. That mean? Is it so is she small? Right now she is because she's a puppy. I'm just imagining well, yeah. a golden retriever with the head of a boxer right now. <laughs> she definitely looks mostly like a golden retriever. Oh, okay. She's got like the. I don't. Yeah, that is the boxer. That's yeah, cute. just the dark face. Yeah, kind um, of the snout being. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it. Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. saw the boxer. That's awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, so cute. She's she's cool. That's awesome. It's a different adventure every day, but luckily, I mean, yeah, with me mixing the last two months. Um, you're the at-home parent? She can, yeah. She can yeah. come to the studio with me basically all day, every day. That's and great. she just hangs out. And there's like 15 acres for her to explore. So yeah. And she sticks around really well. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been fun. There's challenges. That's, you guys have great. dogs? You have a dog, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two cats. Okay. Me too, yeah. I'm, I'm a cat guy. <laughs> I mean, I love dogs too. But for sure. We're, we're especially cat people. Yeah, cats are they're a little more low-key, you know, more independent. You know, it there. There's a misconception. People often say that, and I, I agree with you. But a lot of people will say like, uh, you know, it, it takes nothing to raise a cat or to take. Right. It's like that's right. so not true. Yeah, they've At clearly never had. They've like, never had one that just literally runs around puking all over your house. Yeah. Like it's its job. Yeah, my girl cat does that. My yeah, boy oh, cat has nice. asthma. Oh, cool. So we have to oh. give him like inhaler poofs into his little snout twice a day. Really? It's really fun doing it to a cat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Both my cats are easy. Just yeah. have attitudes all the time. Right, just, and that, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. 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 That's why we love them. Yeah, but anyway, what dog? Anyway, yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, American Pitbull. Oh, cool. Yep. Super cool looking dog. Yeah, she's awesome. Her name is Scary Spice. She's... Um, <laughs> My she's, wife will love that. Yeah, she's a big, uh, she's a big fucking baby. It's funny though because she's shredded. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be at the dog park and people are. Uh, it, it's so crazy how they, they they like give me space. It's really cool actually. Yeah, it's really really nice because I'm sort of antisocial when I'm there anyway. And nothing. It's the weirdest thing, man. Nothing. I'm gonna come off like a grump this whole podcast, but and I'm in a great <laughs> mood. But nothing pisses me off more than when we're at uh, the dog park. And I see these little clicks of strangers that are like, oh, my God, so how old is yours? I'm like, yeah. you know what? Just fucking, first of all, your dog's shitting over there. Go pick that up. Sure. I know you're not gonna. Because you're like, oh, I was in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. About, Didn't even see it. Yeah. I love Alan's view, view of life. It makes so me good. so mad. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, she just, she runs around like a monster because she doesn't, you know, she she's at home alone, obviously, while I'm at work. So by the mm. time I get to her, she is just this like jacked inmate. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> dude, I've been doing pull ups all day. Like, <laughs> totally. get out there. And she's a pit bull. Yeah. But the, the irony is that the brain doesn't match the body. Like she fucking loves people, yeah. doesn't care about other dogs at oh, all. Oh, okay. She loves people. Yeah. She uh especially women. Women get a free pass. Men, depending on the dude, yeah. um, they might have to like ignore her for 20 minutes. That's the rule. If you come over to my house, I just say ignore her for 20 minutes and then uh, let her get used to you just being here. And then, yeah, and then she won't she won't leave you alone. Yeah. She's uh, just a huge – and it's funny too because she has severe anxiety. So she actually um, – she, she has a, a gnarly story. I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast. Hopefully I haven't because it's – I don't want to be repetitive and it's depressing. But uh, when I got her from the Humane Society, they told me that – she was in California. She had a legit family because she learned some tricks. Her name was Millie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
I think around like one, one and a half, the family just left the house. Like it was foreclosed on, whatever. And I guess wherever they were going, they couldn't have a dog. So they just left her in this abandoned house. I don't know how you, how people do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll never understand that. So some woman uh, wins it via auction and uh, she she opens up the front door and uh, Scary is just fucking skin and bones, like super freaked out. And uh, the woman ended up taking her to the Humane Society in California. They... Uh, transported her up here and then she was given like 90 days she got to the humane society may 20th and then she was given 90 days until she was going to be euthanized right. especially because she's a pit bull yeah um and then i adopted her june 20th right on uh and yeah when i got her she had a broken tail she had a hot pink cast on her tail <laughs> uh she was 31 pounds which right now healthy she's 70 wow oh my god um could you see like Ribs oh and shit. yeah, it was insane. Like wow, it wow. was, it was crazy. crazy. And, uh, and the the funny thing is, I I was just trying to do the right thing, but I end up being like, you probably want to go outside. Like I took her on a hike the day after I got her. Looking back at it now, that's like <laughs> I rescued a concentration camp victim, and I'm like, let's go do an extreme sport. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's totally. Like, I'm thirsty, dude. I'm tired for like, sure. But uh, she did have a blast. She ate a bunch of grass, and uh, but all the other hikers were looking at me like, what the fuck do you do to your yeah, dog? Yeah, what's wrong with like, you? Yeah. They had no idea I just got her. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I took her some time, gave her some probiotics in her food, got her got her going good, but it took her, probably took her a year to trust people. And then my sure. buddies in uh, the band Defiance, which are no longer a band, they uh, they were touring and they stayed at my place. And it's all dudes, five dudes. Uh, they all wanted to be like, really, they wanted to like connect with her and they're all big right. dog guys. And I kind of told them, eh, I wouldn't do that. Like, so they're all laying in sleeping bags in my living room and she, she's walking the room like a warden, just growling. <laughs> and they're, and I'm, I'm telling her, I go, trust me, she will not bite you. She's just kind of asserting this dominance and she's scared. Just ignore her. Yeah. And she's going up to their face, this ripped pit bull, just like touching her nose to their face and just growling. Mm. And they're like shaking, freaking out. But after an hour, she's like laying with, uh, at the time, Eric, who was the bassist, uh, and he's just loving on her. She falls asleep. And ever since that specific day, she's been like, okay, people aren't all evil. Interesting. And so now she's, uh, that was almost like her, like her, I don't know. She her, was testing her, it. It was her yeah. one moment. Yeah. It was yeah. like a transformative kind of thing. So, uh, cause I kept her pretty isolated from people. I just didn't, you know, she, I don't want to be that guy that's like pit bulls are fucking crazy, but they do physically have the ability to fuck you up. Oh yeah. And I, you know, they, you have to respect that, you know, just like yeah. if you, if you're carrying a gun, you've got to know I have something that can ruin somebody. Mm -hmm. And so you're extra cautious because of that. She's not a poodle. So yeah. I can't just uh, rip her off somebody. There's a responsibility there. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. And you know, also like, as like, I I've always been kind of an anti-authority, like tell me I can't do something. I'm going to do it. So pit bulls are monsters. I'm like, that's what I want then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to walk around with her, show you how great she is. Like I just very, I wanted to be a contrarian. So with that came the, uh, you don't want to make her another statistic. Sure. You like, it, it's especially, you know, you don't want to put your foot in your mouth and be like, oh dude, she's fine. And then she gobbles somebody up yep. and you look like an asshole. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, she's, she's fantastic though. She's real, real cool. Hmm. Um, you just got back from your trip. Yeah. I was in new Orleans. How was it? You know, uh, it looked fun. Yeah. Parts of the city are whack. Do uh, that picture you posted. Which one? Of the, the. Oh, dude. That, yeah, that, that statue of like piece? the weird 
Yeah, that was like, like dude city. standing on another dude. I want to say that was City Park. Yeah, that was. That was a crazy shit. I look back. I look back at that video and I'm like, that shit looks like I learned how to video edit, and yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it, it looks fake. It looks like CGI. It was really that t- that tall. Yeah, it was nuts. Try do your best explaining that statue. It's it's a like a life size dude, uh, standing. He's like this silver surfer looking dude. And uh, on top of him is this. Is dude. it on your Instagram, or is it was it just a story? I, if it was a yeah, it was just a story. Oh, okay. I, I'll, as I'm anyway. explaining, I'll pull it up so at least uh, <clears throat> Justin can see it. But on top of this guy who's standing like a soldier, if I remember correctly, uh, there's a guy like perched on his shoulders, and then on that dude perched, there's a dude perched on him, and it it's got to be like fifty plus, and they get a little bit smaller, all the way to you know. So the dude standing is like. I think like, you know, six foot all the way to the very last guy at the very tip is like a tiny action figure. It was the wow. creepiest. I actually got a lot of responses. Just people I, just yeah, being like, that makes me so well, your, fucking your comment to it was so fucking funny. Oh yeah. I just said like, okay, no, I, I love <laughs> it, it was hilarious. so, uh, yeah, you got, nope. it was, uh, nope. I mean, that whole park was full of, uh, there was one, this like uh, like three hundred pound woman, and she's nude. And then uh, you look down at what she's standing on. She's just standing on a man, like on his chest and on his cool. stomach. Cool. And of course, I was there with uh, with uh, Carrie and Lindsay, and then Carrie's boyfriend uh, Maxwell. And of course, Lindsay and Carrie run around just like, "Yes, girl." It's like, "No, it's, that's abuse." Like, right, it's not. Right, right. But no, I was like, "No, you get that money." It's like, "What money, dude?" What she's money? <laughs> standing on a man, like You're a jerk. Yeah, no, nah, she a boss bitch. It's like, oh, okay. Like, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know that. You know, the city for the most part smells like piss. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't like jazz music. Um, but was it was it hot and humid? No, dude, it was freezing. It was it was super cold. Really? Yep, real cold. Like colder than here cold no no but it just and this was like this was a huge we talked about it a lot we talked about how cold we were right pretty much the whole week we were there um and then it it kind of all came to a head when we we had previously uh booked an airboat tour like you go check out the swamp and shit that's super cool i've always wanted to do that and the thing is like we weren't really able to enjoy it because it was, you know, it was, it was like 48, 49 degrees. It's <laughs> just wind in your face. <laughs> yeah. And we're not wearing, the water. we weren't like dressed for summer or anything. We were wearing like essentially what I'm wearing now. I had like a flannel. But you weren't dressed for cold. Right. We weren't dressed yeah. for extreme right. cold, which it just, it was, it was horrible. There was Weird. a point where, and we were all in the, in the back um, of the boat. We were right in front of the driver whose name was T Earl. You can, <laughs> you can look him up on uh, like the letter T. Earl? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess T means junior or something. Hmm. So it's supposed to be like little Earl or junior Earl, uh, whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can you can look him up on YouTube if I'm you just do. Right yeah, if you do uh, T Earl and then just put like Gator or Louisiana in there. Okay. There's one of him kissing a Gator. Wrestling with one, he showed us a huge scar on his neck, like a nine-inch scar. How down does T Earl not have a huge scar on his neck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know right. it just sounds like. Is it. it from? Just fit, do you know what it's from? Yeah, from a gator. And he still kisses them. Of course, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He d- he just doesn't give a shit. And he still kisses them. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It was so. I mean, so that was a little rough because he's doing like you know what felt like ninety miles an it's hour. It's the first thing that comes up on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. T Earl Gator T quote T 
pee. Earl swims with gators. Yeah. What is this crazy? Holy shit sack. Look at the size of that gator. What an asshole. Yeah. Was that the guy? Yep. Yeah, he's like in the water. And he said that too. He was like, he was like, if this was summer, I would hop in the water for you guys. Like I would, I would show you what I do. But he's like, you're not gonna see any gators. Uh, it's, oh, it's too cold. Huh. Hey, I don't know if I can think of a scarier animal than a fucking alligator. Yeah, dude, they're dinosaurs. I mean, it's oh. it's absolutely <laughs> insane. Can you imagine being killed by one? Uh that and like hippos, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking scary. <laughs> yeah. It's Those just gnarly. And, and gators are so fucking, <clears throat> Fuck that. they're so fast and like they're, they're like sneaky. They've, they've got, they've got all of the qualities just to be the devil. They are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they got insane power, speed. They hide and they shit. They hide and like, shit. They're, they're, they're like the rapiest. Yep. I don't know. And it's weird because. Oh, yeah. Typically, you're you're like sketchy and rapey and shit when you don't have the power, so you have to have the the, the surprise yeah, you're, attack you're thing. Overcompensating, but oh, this yeah. is like this is like having you know a fucking sumo wrestler. Right. Just the Navy SEAL being. Yeah, he has the power to fucking crush you, and you're not even going to see it coming. It's just. <laughs> I was watching this thing on uh, I think it was the Nile, the Nile River, mm-hmm. and like this whole stretch of the river has like different gangs of alligators and they get fucking enormous oh yeah <laughs> and each gang has like its own boss and you know there's whole drama and like i was like an hour long i watched the whole thing yeah you know I like easily the guy's coming up you know the the boss g- gets to eat first and when he's done he waddles away and then everyone gets to eat it second yep all the women gators just get raped all day long they have no like no uh freedom whatsoever they're just there to have sex and give birth. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. I watched a woman uh, right before the airboat tour, too. Uh, I watched a woman. Uh, she was a, a gator trainer. Like, she... I don't know what that means. She, yeah, she essentially, she would feed them. And I think it was... <laughs> she was feeding them, and she had, like, a stick. It, it cuts out, so the actual attack isn't there. You only see the aftermath. But she's got a stick, and she's, like... She throws a chicken, like, a whole, like, rotisserie chicken to it. And then if the gator doesn't come to it, she'll use a stick to, uh, it's like this long ass stick. She's like up on this bridge. She just kind of in the water, like pushes it towards him. And, uh, he got a hold of the stick, pulls her in. And then the video cuts out and then it cuts to workers pulling her out of the water. And it's, it's a human body. You know that, but it's so eviscerated that it's it's like if you guys took a buzz saw right now and just went like this right, right. down to like my waist Whoa. and I'm just split like oh my god it was it was it a really big gator no that's the craziest part that's the craziest part they she don't have to be me. that big no that's why those guys that do the whole like you know you open the gator's mouth right you put They're your assholes. head in and that is the stupidest shit assholes because if anything i saw uh, you guys ever remember real tv back in the day yeah mm-hmm. they it was just this like fucking uh just garbage tv it was like tmz you know yeah, yeah, yeah. two decades before right. tmz it's like youtube before youtube and there was this guy uh he was in florida and he he's got the the gator's mouth kind of pried open and you can put shit in there and train them not to snap down but if anything touches their tongue or anything uh, inside their mouth wow. you're fucked it's like a button and a bead of sweat came oh, off the my. guy's head hits this fucking living Venus flytrap monster devil thing, <laughs> and he clamps down, 
and it, he, I remember specifically as a kid, the dude clamped down because the angle that you have is that you see the top of the guy's head. Ah. And it clamps down so hard that you ah. actually see a ripple go through the guy's, he, he's bald. And you see a ripple go through his skin. Cool. Just the power of those jaws hitting cool. each side of the guy's head. So insane. I assume he died. Oh my no, he lived. Gosh. Yeah, he lived. So Good crazy. God. God. Yeah, of they, course it happened in Florida. A bunch of uh, well, the staff yeah. members at the zoo or wherever they were, they brought a two by four over and they just, they jam it in the gator's mouth and they're like trying to pry Ugh. it. And Dude, that, oh so gosh. speaking of Florida, this reminds me of a, a YouTube channel I've kind of gotten obsessed with, um, you, you might like this, Justin, because I know we sort of agree on a lot of politics and stuff of mm. that nature. It's called uh, Donut Donut Operator. Have you heard I've of him? Heard of it? No. So he's he's a guy that used to be a cop. I think he was in the Navy too at one point. Um, but he so basically the whole point of the channel is he he breaks down a lot of police videos, like shootings, arrests, whatever, and. You know, like most of the time, and he admits like, you know, he has a, a bias because he was once a cop. Sure. So he's, he's aware that it's, you know, yeah. a subjective bias. Um, but the whole point of it is to really just calm the public down. There's a lot of like viral energy that goes on and no one asks any questions. No one sees the full context. Mm -hmm. Most people don't even watch a whole video. Sure. The body cam of a, of a cop or someone filming it or yeah. whatever. And uh, majority of those videos are people freak out, like police brutality or this. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, with a caveat, he's he also has a whole separate thread in that YouTube channel where he points out the real brutality and the stuff that does sure. happen. Well, yeah, because that, that stuff definitely happens. Of course it happens. Yes. And he's, he's even more critical about that than we are. Because yeah. it's like, these, you know, these, these guys are cops and I used to be a cop. This right, is, we took the same oath kind right, of thing. Right, right, yeah, it's yeah. making us look bad. Anyway, the, the reason I brought it up, he has a whole thread called Florida Man, and it's just it, – he calls it Florida Man, but it's all any of the, the type of, like, scummy, thieving, methy dudes from Florida, and they're always the funniest, craziest stories, and they always happen in Florida. Huh. Always. Like, the, the craziest shit. And it's just always from the same goddamn state. I'll have to look that up. That's funny. And every time it happens, and he's like, and of course it's from Florida, you know? <laughs> Anyway, that reminded me of Florida. <laughs> yeah, check out that channel. I, I've been really liking it. He's really, really funny, too. <laughs> yeah, really good commentary and good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. I need to piss hoard. Let's do a little break here. Okay. Um, and then if you have all time, Justin, we'll just do some current events, a couple more questions. Cool. I have a movie pick I do once a week. Cool. And then we'll uh, wrap her up. Sounds good. Sounds good? All right. We'll be right back. Check, check, check. All right. Back from a little break. Justin, you got to get out of here. I do. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys so much yeah, for having you. me. I really thank appreciate it. Yeah. We're, we're just going to do some current events, stupid things around the news and movie pick and stuff. But uh, Right on. Yeah. Well, I think I know I'll be you, sure to so. tune in. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Anything you, else you want the world to know about? No, I don't think so. Working. New studios on the, on the horizon. Yes. So. 
and I haven't actually like posted anything about it. Like legitimately, I've never posted about Ooh, it. Keeping so, it a secret. Yeah, so I'm excited. Like this week or next week, it will be. I have my first uh, session in there on Monday, so that'll I be kind of it. like the first uh, hurrah. That's exciting, so, man! Exciting, man! It's freaking nuts. Where can so. people find you? Uh, best places: Instagram at Justin Abel Audio. Perfect. And uh, yeah, hit me up there. That's Hell where people yeah. can get a hold of you for quotes and yeah, sure. All that stuff. Yep, just slide into them DMs. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks right. again for Thank being on. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Love you, dude. All right. Don't die out there. <laughs> see you, man. I won't. I'll try to not. Yeah, right. drive safe. Um, actually, I think someone should walk him out now that I think about it. Okay, I walked him out. Young man should be good to go. It'd be fun if I walked him to his car. Yeah. Open his door for him. <laughs> yeah. Kiss him on the cheek. What a nice guy. He is, yeah. yeah he's always such a... A sweetie, a sweetie pie. Um, let's do a couple currenties. Currenties, that's another word. You got anything first or you want me to start? You can start. Okay. Actually, before we do that, I want to take a little moment and have a little pause here and, and urge everyone in the audience listening at home to please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes. And if you didn't know, we are also up on YouTube. Uh, Spotify as well, for that matter. Um, it, it really matters a lot that we, you know, because we're, we're continuing trying to grow the show. And one of the ways that we can grow it and get sponsors is is by the numbers. And the subscriptions matter for sure. <clears throat> and when you subscribe on iTunes, it'll automatically download to your phone. So you have the newest episode right away. Yeah. And so that's really important because a lot of people will miss the episode because they didn't they weren't subscribed. So they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's uh, it. Just makes it easier because then it, it comes to you. Yeah, you know, it's it's like being served food by a waiter. You're exactly. just like, oh, cool, here it is. Time to eat. Yeah, and we'll we'll hound you again at the end of the show. But uh, that's that's one thing I just wanted to kind of take a quick break and remind everyone to to do that. That's a huge help to us if you want to support the show. All right, moving on. Um, what was the first thing I had here? Oh, <laughs> I assume that you've seen the Kevin Spacey video. I don't know how we haven't talked about this on the show yet. Oh, yeah. It's like kind of not old, but yeah, a few weeks ago. A few weeks something. at least because yeah, yeah. I actually hadn't seen it until last night. Oh, okay. I don't fully understand it. It's he's, he's There's a legitimate reason not to. He's speaking as his character in the Netflix show? Yes. Okay. Frank. I almost said Frank Castle. That's the Punisher. Let me. Uh, Frank Underwood? Is that his name? Yeah, Frank Underwood. Let me. I'm going to send it to you so you can play it. Oh, okay. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me. It's so creepy. Even though you knew you shouldn't. Is this an apology? So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? 
Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. Anyway, all this presumption made for such an unsatisfying ending. And to think it could have been such a memorable send-off. I mean, if you and I have learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. All right. Okay. So we're about halfway through. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's almost like... I, I, I don't know. It's just... I don't think that there's anything more psychotic than this. Like this kind of... Yeah. It's either psychotic or childish, you know. Just completely detached from reality of like what... I don't know. It's a little bit desperate too. It's kind of like, yeah, I know I, you know, I grabbed some teen cock, but remember when I was that fake president on the TV? Like you guys like that, right? Mm -hmm. No, dude, you got to, you know... I'm not saying he's got to go away. No. Which I, I know some people probably feel like, no, did you got to go away? That's sketchy. But what you sure as fuck don't need to do is come back as a character, which now you're behind this veil, which is there's there's nothing honorable about that. You just need to. Yeah. This is this it's, is literally the only thing worse than him making some sort of an apology. Right. You know, it was like not right. not making an apology and not even being yourself. Because at one point he. Because there, there's threads of things that he's saying in here that could be true or of substance that he could have said just directly in a video. In other words, he could have just gotten on camera and said, hey, there's a lot of things going out there about things I've allegedly done. Uh, either own up to the, some of the things that he has done or say, hey, some of these things are not true. I just urge you to, to do your own research. Don't be so quick to judgment or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he could have just done that. But he's not even it's it's like this weird character thing and it's just creepy and it's yeah, confusing. Well, it's, it's so it's some like megalomania type right. you know, narcissism shit. It just like you know, I don't know. Hey man, you really sexually weird. assaulted somebody, he's like, but I'm an actor. But I'm an actor. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'll you act weirdo. my way out of this. Yeah. That was the first thing I had. Um uh, have, real quick to piggyback this. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever seen pictures of Kevin Spacey's brother? Uh, no. Dude, nobody has, and I just did for the first time today. Check this shit out. This isn't going to mean much to anybody listening, but I just need to show James. They can look it up. This guy's crazy. Legit, like, he looks like he's the president of Mars. <laughs> look at that guy. What <laughs> in the actual fuck? Is oh, that yeah. a real thing? Yeah, it gets better. Where's that one? There's Wait. one dope-ass picture. The president of Mars. <laughs> look at that. If there were a president of Mars, yeah. that's what it would look like. Wait, like look wait, at that. Wait. Those guys are related. <laughs> How? What does he do? Why does he like that? He looks like he's in a fucking Rod Stewart cover band. I mean, is he an artist or something? I don't know. <laughs> he Why wants people like that. He wants people to think he is. Oh boy. He's like a weird. Uh, that's weird, man. He's like he's like uh, Austin Powers' mom. Yeah. If he had one. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I'm shitting on this guy, but it's just too good. I know why, because he, he looks Because he looks different. Ew. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. Uh, some weird shit, dude. Yep. Real cool stuff. 
Also, if you saw a picture of Kevin Spacey and his brother side by side, you would for sure think it was the brother that got the bejesus <laughs> molested out of him. Yeah, like, absolutely. Fucking Kevin's got, you know, he fucking does his hair and shit. Looks like a normal person. Yeah. Randall Spacey is... Uh, his name's Randall. I think so. I thought I saw that. That's I what I saw. Could just be guessing. Cool stuff. What cool else? Stuff. Um, I sent you another link. Oh, okay. It's called When the Music... So... I saw this the other day. When the music video doesn't match the song. Oh, I'm stoked. <laughs> There's these group of guys. Not that one. That's different. Oh, it's not. Okay, I was like, this is sick. We'll watch that next. Oh, I love this thing. It's outrageous, this one. By thing, I mean video, not the person. In there. <laughs> it's a transgender individual. Uh, Where am I at? Oh, you sent two. That's yeah, why. That one. So these young, young kids, there's a series of them. I think there's three of them out now. When the music video doesn't match the song, and there's part one, part two, part three, and what they do is they film, they film like a hardcore fucking rap video, like you know, dudes like doing the, the slit your throat symbol, yeah. fucking money and guns and bitches and hoes, but it's Justin Timberlake audio, oh. or like something really bubbly. It's so fucking good. So this, just to give me context, this is something that somebody edited. It, this is on purpose. Okay. No, this is on purpose. Oh, These they produced this produced on purpose. This. They oh, went okay. and and they're they're mouthing, like just play it. Play okay. It, play it. For those at home, just Google or YouTube when the music doesn't match the song. I'll put some of it on Instagram too if you follow me. It's like a bunch of gangbangers at a party rolling blunts. I don't want another pretty face. I don't want just anyone's hold. So I don't want my love to go to waste. The fighter and the kid played this. You and your beautiful soul. <laughs> I know that you It's a really good idea. That's so many people to get on the same page. I know. To be what you always needed, then I hope you see that. What is this song? Is this Justin Timberlake? Or uh, Justin Bieber? It it might be. It sounds know. like it. So wait, there's... Yeah, do another one. There's like part... Just do part one. Just like do a copy and paste yeah, and then edit yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I don't know why the sidebar has been so sketchy on YouTube lately. Just I know it's like not you see what I'm watching. All. Give me the other one. Right. <laughs> They're all good. I like that it starts out yeah. super ignorant, and then super committed. Yeah. Have you ever had the feeling you're drawn to someone? Yeah. Here's my question. That that guy singing in the video, is he the one that's singing for real? No. No, again, I think it's some of them are like real artists, like Justin Bieber. The next song is someone. Or do do part two, I think it might be actually. Uh, yeah, do that one. Song two. Up top. Oh, yeah. Um. 
I think that's what I heard. Maybe it is their own music. I wouldn't know what Justin Bieber song they even fucking heard. Gotta, gotta keep it. Yeah, that's just a new It's like the word gang is written on the Yeah, I never heard that song. Uh, maybe not the best thing for an audio show only, but uh, for those at home, you can. That's funny as you can fuck, though. Dive in, yeah. Wow, super good, really clever. What else you got? I love that stuff. So the next thing was the other. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Transgender woman flips out at a GameStop. Dude, this one pissed me off. It is, sir. God That's damn. That's my her. favorite thing about this video. Fuck this person. Also, man. like, can you get okay? So, just to give context, Thank real quick, Lord, because anybody listening to this, this because this is a great one for just audio. I mean, you for sure want to see the the video of this too. It's just transgender goes off on GameStop employee. Um, I think a lot of people have seen it at this point, yeah. but uh, you kind of can't fault the cashier. And I was thinking about this while I was watching no. it because he's he's addressing somebody who is being crazy aggro, <laughs> yeah, and has a deep ass voice. And goes from like, how dare you misgender me to like, you want to step outside, like full hooked yeah. out, like, oh, okay, so now you're a tough dude all of a sudden. Right. You know how hard it's, it's going to be to have somebody speak to you that way and then you go, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like your brain is just it's not. It's just not going to happen. And yeah. this poor kid who's getting paid And he's being cool an about it. He keeps apologizing oh, yeah. like, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. He's doing way better than I would have been. Oh, same. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you fucking said sir. Jesus. Motherfucker, take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker. I will show you sir. He just kicked over a display. I need your corporate number because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how I was misgendered several times in this store. I apologize for that. I need your corporate number now. Get it for me now. I'm going to ask you to calm down and stop cussing. Give me your corporate number. Well, I'm going to ask you for the fifth time to stop calling me a man because quite clearly I am not. And I apologize for I'm sorry for that, ma'am. I will get you that number. Is that okay? Yes, I'm get it for me now. I'm asking you to stop Get it for me now. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. Okay. Get me the damn number now. Please. Ooh. Duh. Ooh. I mean, that's just mental illness. I mean, this person is out of their fucking mind. That's not how you behave in public. Which I plan on telling the entire LGBTQ community. You're going to lose money over this. Okay. It's just so over the top, dude. Also, if you don't, if you don't want somebody to keep pissing you off, don't be so fucking hilarious when you're pissed off. Yeah. Like those those grunts and shit. And and listen, it it is not lost on me that this individual has probably experienced uh, prejudiced behavior, sure. been disrespected. Sure. So it's not like everything was chill, and that this GameStop employee. Uh, misgendered this individual and then the individual lost it. Mm. It's very possible that 
her family uh, doesn't accept her. And, you know, yeah, it, it all kind of comes died. to a head. Yeah, I I'm get sure. that. I'm sure. But you're also, uh, what you're doing is illegal. Yes. Damaging property, That's threatening, right. you know. So it's a weird... I mean, look, it, it actually doesn't matter. All the context that you just pointed out is true. Mm-hmm. And, and I take it into account because me and you are compassionate and reasonable people. But it actually doesn't matter. You still can act that way. Yeah, well, and gender aside, you're acting fucking crazy. You're acting like a loony. If you were legitimately a woman or legitimately a man, whatever, mm-hmm. you're acting insane. That's you're right. you're being crazy for both genders. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing anyone any good. And it's I I guess that's so bad for that kid too. Just like God, damn, this kid being making minimum wage at a fucking GameStop. Yeah. Come on. And then Hulk Hogan comes in, just starts screaming at him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't fuck it. I don't I, need what this. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. I mean, he probably only worked there for more than a year. It's just one of those jobs you have when you're young. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I commend him for being as polite as he was. For real. Yeah. Do you ever like, it is a stupid question. I'm sure everybody does this. Do you put yourself in the situation of somebody in the video as you're watching it? All the time. I I constantly. I think about what I would be doing if I was the person filming, if I was the person standing next to the transgender Woman, yeah like all oh know, right like cashier. all the roles yeah yeah, yeah 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 true because if you're if you're the person filming do you do you say something is it yeah i honestly don't know i i always answer it the same way i don't know what i would do unless i, I was know. i gotta be in this situation to find out I, and the problem with it, like you know even if you're like a self-defense minded person or you take into account that things can th- bad things can happen to you like you know which I'm kind of that way. I, you start playing out these scenarios that could happen. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Starbucks, and then a guy walks in the door, and he starts shooting up the place. But it's never going to go the way you imagine it. Ever. No. Not ever, ever, ever. Too many variables. Too many variables. And, yeah, I don't know. Which is why you just have to have, like, a code of ethics and values that you hold true mm-hmm. no matter what. So the person filming, I think, did a good job. Everyone around this person did a good job because they didn't really escalate it. They weren't laughing they weren't making it worse. Man, sometimes but. YouTube comments bring gold. Look at this one. On this uh, on this video, it says, wow, that's a nice turkey sandwich you got there. Excuse me? It's ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, that's fantastic. Does any of your side things have a news clip from this person? Mm. Um, see if you can find this transgender woman. Like, maybe copy and paste that and then do like interview or news clip, something along those lines. Oh, she speaks to the news yeah. about it? Because there's a post-interview where she talks about it more in depth. Oh, that's killer. And defends her actions or whatever. But the news, I mean, they had to have been... Um, yeah, down right there. This one? Yeah, I mean, they had to have been like laughing in the editing room because they put up these memes from the internet and it was like oh, hulked wow. out trans woman. J- just play it. There's one that is unbelievable that they put it up on the news <laughs> that was fucking dying ma'am once again ma'am. she's a rapper too both of you. oh my no, god you said, sir once again it's ma'am well, this video from right here in new mexico is going viral online a transgender woman losing her cool when she says an employee at an albuquerque video game store called her sir instead of ma'am the video has been viewed more than a million times on youtube over the last two weeks and it's getting people talking Lots of people have made fun of the woman for her outburst. Others say she did the right thing by defending her gender identity. Now only on four, she's telling her side of the story to Kai Porter. 
Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. It's the video seen by millions. Tiffany Moore, a transgender woman who recently started her transition, yelling at an employee inside this Albuquerque GameStop. Moore says the cashier repeatedly called her sir instead of the gender pronoun she identifies with while she was trying to return a game she bought for her son. Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you f***ing said sir. Sir? Okay. Take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a f***ing sir. I apologize. I apologize now. I was so angry at that point because literally five or six times he called me sir and got me. Hey, real quick. I wasn't yeah. a boy. That was a man. You can't do that. What? She just she just said that that guy was a boy. Yeah, that's not cool. That's hey, that's fucked up. It's hate. So he's gonna come to your house and kick shit over. Watch her movement by the way. The internet so, responding look, look, to the viral clip with memes like Superman, Aquaman, and Macho Man, Tranny Savage. Tranny is a slang term for transgender shit. that many find offensive and derogatory. What's really sad Unreal. is it's, it's bringing so many bigots out of the But more, a local MC and rapper isn't letting the memes get to her. She's using her newfound viral fame to raise awareness about the Look transgender community, all, and she even mess. wrote a song to get yeah, her message out moving, there. We're scratching. humans just like you. We're people just like you. Um, we have kids. We have parents. We have brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins. Um, we're just trying to live. As for how Moore handled the situation inside the store with that expletive-filled outburst. And yeah, I could I could have reacted a whole lot better. But you know what? I, I look back at it. If I could, I wouldn't change a single thing. I would do it 100,000 times again. I would kick over that display 100,000 times again because my actions were justified. I mean, it was it was blatant and malicious hate. Was it? Yeah, it was hate. It was hate? It was just an accident from a, a young, stupid kid working yeah. at GameStop. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, I hear what you're, you pointed out earlier. I mean, who knows what fucking bullshit this person's gone through. I mean, yeah, that's just that me sucks. seeing both sides. I don't. Oh, and it's important to do that. She it, for sure isn't justified. No, but, no. but yeah, might explain it a little bit, I guess. Uh, that's probably the only thing I had, um, other than this adorable kid mumbling. Have you ever had a dream? Oh, I love this. I'm going to send this to you. Yeah, so do it. it. This is a classic. Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. It's uh, quite possibly the cutest thing ever. Here, I'm going to text it to you right now. Boom. And look, when a 35-year-old man sits next to a 33-year-old man and says it's the cutest thing ever, you know it's cute. Like, you don't just say that lightly. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything i mean yep. that is okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna one up you watch this 21 seconds of him trying to find his words did, did you um and it, uh, did you ever um uh all right watch this shit okay I love the internet. Dude, that is fucking rad. Somebody took yeah, their time. To, oh, it was, uh, Am yeah, I yeah, it was Drusif Stalin. That's right. That's fucking dope. I forgot that he did that. Drusif Stalin? Yep. 
yeah, he's a. I don't know if I know, he's for sure like a like a very competent guitarist. He might be a producer as well. That is fucking hilarious. Did you ever? Um, and brilliant idea and flawless execution. Flawless. Oh, um, well, there there are actually another really big one that we should talk about. So, obviously, everyone has been talking about the MAGA hat kids taunting the Native American dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, at first glance, when I first heard about the story, and I think everyone else, um, it, it appeared as though appeared as though these kids were just taunting a Native American dude for no reason, being pieces of shit with their stupid smirks. Um, but then at further review, when more video was out and people didn't just quickly rush to judgment and post on the fucking news without doing their job, it, there was way more to the story. H- have you heard about all this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was the more to the story? So basically what had happened was there was a group... So these these kids were from a Catholic high school, mm-hmm. and they were really young. They're like freshman kids, sixteen something like that. Yeah, and they were on a field trip to DC. They were kind of just walking around the the town for that day, and they were they branched off to go look at some sites because they went to I think the uh, uh, March for Life thing was going on. So they they were part of that for a second, and then they branched off to go to the the Abraham Lincoln Memorial or whatever. Yeah. And on the, anyway, on the way to that, there's a group of black Israelites. Yeah. Am I saying that right? They're, they're basically a group of African American people who claim original, like Jewish cultural membership to Israel. Right. I don't know. It's very convoluted and strange. Um, but they, they're really intense and very racist and, and not all, all there. And they were taunting, you know, they were yelling at these kids. These are grown men yelling at teenagers, children, calling them white supremacists, future school shooters, calling them faggots, just horrible shit. Yeah. And so the kids asked their adult chaperones if they could use their school chants as like a positive response. And there's like the school song, you know, like some schools have their songs or whatever. Yeah. Like pep rallies or whatever. So then there's video of them showing that in retort to this you know, these people verbally abusing these kids. And then out of nowhere, there's a separate Native American guy who was, he was like hitting his drum and yeah. like chanting and stuff. And so he got in the middle of the two and he directed all of his energy at these kids and specific, specifically one kid that just happened to be standing there. And so imagine a guy, a middle-aged guy, a Vietnam vet age person coming up and yelling and hitting a drum in a child's face. Yeah. And so, and then that's what the news picked up on was a kid in a make, make America great hat again, make, well, I can't talk, make America great again, hat smirking. Cause he, he in, in post interview was like, I didn't know what to do. I was just looking at this guy and he was just had this kind of like shitting grin. And so anyway, at first glance, that looked really bad. And so kids behind him were just kind of being doing what kids do. It was just fucking chaos. There's people over here yelling at the kids. These kids were, you know. Um, and so anyway, the news made it out to look like these kids walked up to a Native American and started, like, you know, taunting him and, and telling him to go away. And, and the guy told the news in, a, in an interview 
that they had blocked his exit. That's clearly not possible on the, on the video. <laughs> There's like, right. it's a huge, they're outside. they're outside. And if you, the Lincoln Memorial is gigantic. It's like a big flat open area. Hmm. Anyway, the whole, the point, the point being it's, it was just not even remotely accurate to the first stories that were released. There was just so much more context. Well, and, and information is still coming out too. Yeah, yeah. I just saw a video today of, uh, some woman posted that she was walking with her friends and these white kids like yelled some stuff at them. And there was some sort of like importance to that to show like, I don't even know. It's this, we're getting into territory where like, I've seen it. I'm familiar with all yeah. this, but I, I don't care. Right. So I'm ha I have a hard time. Like I had a follow up to that. Could you, cause that reminded me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go well, ahead. That's a good point. But just to finish that off before we get into the this doesn't matter era. Yeah. Area. It, it just, if if you are someone that, you know, is concerned about the Make America Great Again crew of people or the far mm. right or the far conservative, whatever. If you're, if you don't want that to be a big thing anymore, then don't do this. Don't hop on the train of... Because they got bad, dude. There was people with blue check marks, people that should know better, celebrities on Twitter oh, calling yeah. for these kids to be, you know, kicked out of school. All their college Kathy Griffin wanted yeah. the kid doxxed and doxxed and, and yeah. uh, their scholarships taken away from them for college. The the whole family got death threat death threats. Their address was released to the internet. Like what? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's such an inappropriate response to something of that nature. And so, anyway, if if you want to embolden the far right then keep doing that that's what i would say yeah it's, we we it all know worse. we all know how to behave yeah you know and i think that vengeance just gets now with the internet man vengeance has so much longer of an arm you can reach people you can you can get if you've got two hundred thousand followers on twitter you now kind of have a, a small army because yep. if 25 percent of those two hundred thousand are like yeah we'll we'll call him we'll find his number okay here's his number now we're posting it to our thousands of followers and it just gets it gets out of hand and I think everybody can be, it's so easy to be a dick bag in like the shadows. Yeah. You know, you just post something up and then. Oh dude, a, a friend of mine, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but a friend of mine is experiencing internet bullying at a profound and really big level right now. Jesus. That is like involved, you know, big celebrities getting on board and wow. uh, it's, it's outrageous, man. Yeah, it's it's it, all these people are they're cowards in real life. They would never say that to you to your face. They're Cheeto fingered, you know, basement dwelling cowards. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, look. At first glance, I I thought the same thing as everyone else. This video was really disgusting. I was like, oh, these fucking little shitty kids. Like, how dare you? This guy's a Vietnam vet. He's a Native American. Oh, dude, this I mean, terrible. <laughs> even even as a. Uh, smart ass white dude myself I saw that white kid's face and I'm like what a little piece yeah, of shit slap it yeah like I get it I mean it was I know with no context you're like oh, I thought the same thing me and my wife both were like did you see this shit oh my god what a shitty little kid you yeah know? I was like that kid looks like his name's Ethan like what a fucking I know what a piece <laughs> but again you know there, there's two two parties or whatever one crowd were full of a bunch of adults and the other crowd were a bunch of kids mm -hmm. uh, you should probably be the adult in, in this situation one solid takeaway is uh the native american man had fantastic rhythm fantastic rhythm. like i was looking in his ears to see if there were earbuds you playing to a click like yeah. what is going on 
Yeah, yeah. Legit yeah. Chad Smith level rhythm. Yeah, what was the other thing? He oh, he he had told the news that the kids were yelling build build the wall at him or something. And in the entirety of the video, not one kid said that. <laughs> so tight. You know, this, this guy just took it and ran. It's his 15 minutes of fame. It's so hard not to feel like, uh, weird. with a lot of this shit, it makes me feel like the parent of two kids that are like, he hit me. It's like, no, she hit me first. Like, yeah. that's what this, this fucking oh. left and right bullshit is to me. That's, okay. And you reminded me because you said, ultimately, it's tough to care. Yeah. So something, you, you know, Tim Kennedy. Yep. UFC, ex-UFC fighter. Yep. Uh, big fan, Tim Kennedy. He, he's a Green Beret, uh, you know, just an all-around badass. He still serves in the military. He doesn't have to, but he keeps signing up because he's crazy. He's an all-around madman and badass, and he went on a rant the other day that was just so fitting to what you just said. So I'll read an Instagram post that he said, and there's, there's a video that goes with this, but this will kind of get the idea. If you want to look it up, type in the... You can find the video on YouTube. So the other day he posts, um, okay, so flying home right now. And there, by the way, there's a picture of uh, dead, you know, soldiers in their caskets. So they put the American flag on the caskets in the plane. Right. So anyway, there's five dead soldiers in a plane. This is flying home right now. And we have a Green Bray, a SEAL, a Ranger, and two other incredible special operations selfless servants who gave their life for this country. We lost seven police officers in the past two weeks. I don't care about a hashtag BuzzFeed story, a hashtag Gillette commercial, or a kid and a Native American guy having a face-off. We need to get our priorities straight. And it just, and there was a video that's attached to that, uh, that thought. Anyway, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, you know, there's so much shit going on. Let's put this into fucking context, man. You know, uh, oh, Jesus, it's just a distraction. This is what happens to a society with no real threats, no real challenges. It's so weird. It's yeah, a really strange time. That's where people start to manufacture the outrage. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like there are some journalists that were excited about this. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is a gig. This is I got something to talk about. And I think that it becomes addictive to like shit on people. Yeah, it really does. So, because it's so easy, you know, you shitting on somebody means that, you know, they're no good and that, you know, you can, you can maybe kind of trick yourself into thinking that you have some sort of moral superiority to this person. If only for a second, you know, that's, that's that hit of self kind of validation that, that you need. Um, Rogan just had a a guest on recently Barry Weiss. Mm-hmm. So a female journalist. Uh, she does like staff editor at New York Times and stuff. And she's like a self-admitted liberal journalist. Um, but she was just going off on this whole story and other stories like it. And just the the cultural, um, you know, it's a hobby to be outraged now. And that, that's, that's such a dangerous thing. And she went on this whole long rant about, you know, it's like, I don't want to be dramatic, but it, it really is like, the the fabric of society is at stake here. Yeah. W- when this stuff happens, you know, journalists of all people should be doing their fucking jobs. You shouldn't just release a story after watching a two minute clip that someone posted. You know, it's 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 really dangerous because it's hard to take back. And yeah. some and to their credit, for the first time in a long time, 
some of those um, news outlets recanted their story and added more context. So, oh, it looks like we're a little bit off here. There is more context to this story. You make up your mind for yourself, uh, which is great to see because that doesn't happen that often. But ultimately, you're right. It's like, God damn it, man. There's fucking way more important things to worry about. Well, in time after time, it just caring about something doesn't improve the situation or, <laughs> no. you know, there's so many things that, uh, I was just reminded yesterday. Um, I can't tell you how, but was re- reminded yesterday that there was some sort of a remember the, the shooting that happened at the, um, I think it was the, uh, the Madden NFL tournament. It was like a video game tournament and some guy lost. I believe he lost. He left the arena to go get a weapon and came back ended up killing like 12 people that's a horrific thing and i just forgot that that happened and it did not happen that long ago i believe it was sometime last year um maybe even second half of last year i i don't remember but it's just it's that it's that 24-hour news cycle yeah where things are just this is oh this is the most tragic fucking and 24 hours later it's like okay on to the next one on the next one let's hurry up and and feed the country some more tragedy and not that, you know, I'm sure there's people listening that are like, well, what do they do, Alan? Do they not? Are you saying don't report it if it's bad news? Uh, no, it's not what I'm saying. And I don't even really know what I'm saying. It's just it's an ob- observation that that I've kind of made that uh, it makes it so hard not to feel like the advantageous move is to be like, OK, well, that happened. And then go on about your day. Well, what I would like to see, and you're absolutely you're absolutely right. What I would like to see is journalists do their goddamn job the mm-hmm. way that they used to yeah to, to objectively report the news with all the facts and let the people decide and unfortunately you know a lot of news outlets journalists and us the just the public in general we all we're all loyal to some party you know whether it's democrat republican left right conservative liberal and it's really dangerous to say like okay well i'm i'm a liberal person so there's these set of ideals that I believe and I live under, you know, uh, uh, because I'm liberal, I'm anti-gun because I'm a liberal. I am this and that, like, yeah. no, just go by the issue. Don't be, just be you go it, individual ba- case by case basis and then decide for yourself. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that one video? How do you feel about that transgender woman flipping out in a GameStop? How do you feel about that Gillette commercial? Not because I'm a liberal, I should feel this way. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a conservative, I should feel this way. Yeah, that is a that's a really unintelligent way to to live your life. Oh fuck yeah, it is. And unfortunately, it's pretty common now. I mean, to a degree, just picking <laughs> picking one of the sides, crip or blood. I think that that's that's silly too. It's so silly because I mean that is uh, you're just putting yourself in a box. It's always changing. Democrats now are different than they were even 20 years ago. Well, and it's hard not to feel like you're just deciding which kind of piece of shit you are. Yeah. You know, are you the... Because liberals, man, they're fucking aggressive too. Fuck, yeah, they are. And like, violent. They're they're aggressive in, in a completely different way. And I, I don't know. I just kind of... I think they both suck. And yeah, they both suck. You know, I, I don't know. How much time do you think we have left? Because I'm yeah, remembering should... all this shit that... And well, I can, you like, said you had a couple of things. Yeah, well, even just now, I don't know why, but it popped in my head that I watched the fights over the weekend. Shout out to Paige Van Zant who got a win. Yeah, I did not watch any of the fights. So I, Her I need first some... win in a while. Yeah, uh, Henry Cejudo defeated... Oh, cool. He defeated uh, TJ Dillashaw. I mean, I love TJ. 
Me but too. That, that's good to hear. I had him. I had him winning that fight for sure, and yep. it just didn't happen. He lost in like twenty five seconds. He's such a competitor too. He is. He just yeah. hates losing. Yeah, he's a sore sport, and I love it because I think that. Uh, yeah, you, he is kind of a sore sport. You have to be that to get in there. Anyway, to get into the octagon, you have to have that ego. Right. The the downside. It's a double edged sword because your ego is what gets you in there saying, "I'm the best ever." There's no. You don't have a chance in hell. I'm gonna win. But right. the the other side of that sword is once you lose, it's hard to accept because you almost, I mean, your safety is on the line. So you do have to fool yourself to an extent to get in there. And I think that they they almost give themselves Stockholm syndrome where they're they become uh, their own hostage. They believe their own bullshit because it's a it's a survival mechanism. You're about to go in there and face another person you've got to fight for your life you've really got to believe because you want every little advantage physical or mental absolutely so uh anyway yeah page one uh henry henry cejudo won Uh, tj wants the rematch at 125 but that division uh could potentially not exist um ever again i guess uh cejudo and dana white have a a meeting on thursday to discuss the future of the flyweight division so nice who knows? Um, what else? I, I would say I'm, I'm trying just to blast through shit because I know we don't have a ton of time. I watched the uh, the Firefest documentary on Netflix. There's one on Netflix, one on Hulu. Have you watched it? No. Oh my god. Firefest. Yeah. Have you heard of Firefest? No. I, don't I had think a feeling so. you hadn't. Um, I'll write it down. Yeah. So it's a it's a festival that fell apart before it really even had a shot. To, to be a thing like a music festival yeah ja rule got with this dude uh oh i do billy now mcfarland I mean yep and uh they was were he, gonna the idea was was he the guy from girls gone wild or something crazy no shit? no that's I don't know what joe thinking. francis or some shit or something francis okay anyway. uh yeah and no, it was a different dude um yeah ja rule yep he uh they they kind of partnered up and they were like uh the the short sell is just Hey, let's get an island in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. It's it's Pablo Escobar's island mm-hmm. and uh, uh, his former island, and we'll put on a fest. Um, we'll we'll sell villas. It's going to be like five thousand dollar tickets, and uh, it's just the world's biggest clusterfuck. On paper, it looked great. They had the fuck Jerry team on board to do uh, social media shit to market the fuck out of it. They had talented designers and event coordinators and it just didn't matter but they sold a bunch of tickets right they sold a fuckload yeah they they i think in 48 hours they sold something like 95 percent of the tickets or potentially sold out can't remember um you know it's it's insane how how much of a shit like you're you're like watch it and your chest will just be tight the whole fucking time i just had a series of small heart attacks as i was watching this shit it's incredible but they took everyone's money and then what what happened in the end? Or should I just watch it? Uh, yeah, there's just, you know, a bevy of lawsuits going down. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jaw Rule claims he was scammed in the whole thing. One of my favorite uh, scenes is after everything finally falls apart. Because they don't accept that this shit is not working until the bitter, bitter end. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, it finally, hey, this isn't working. They accept defeat. And then they, uh, Jaw Rule gets on a uh, conference call and... Uh, one of the um, staff members for the because it, it's called Firefest, and then they have fire. There's there's like a a collective that is the company that like markets it, and I believe it's called Just Fire or some, something. Okay. Like that. Uh, but anyway, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
uh, one of the is a female staff member. She goes, I, I feel like uh, what we did was uh, fraudulent. Like we 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 sort of defrauded these these right. uh, kids. And Shaw Rule was like, I, I wouldn't call it fraud. I'd call it. And he's like thinking about it for a second because he's only got so big of a vocabulary. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I'd call it uh, false advertising. Oh, it's my like, God. Bro, those are synonyms. It's the same thing. That's, Jesus. That's fraud. Dude, this is just, oh, I can't wait to watch but that. But he, uh, it's that funny because he's already painting himself as the victim. He's talking about right. how Hulu right. Hulu paid uh, uh, McFarlane 250K for for the story and Ja Rule got nothing. It's oh, Jesus Christ. So silly. But, you know, you get to see the oh, setup of it. It's, it's really cool to see the behind the scenes. It's just one big party. It's kind of no wonder... It didn't work out. They gave themselves six to eight weeks to plan something that typically takes, you know, 12 months. Right. Um, you know, it's and really hard to do. And McFarlane is the he's the protege of this this other like event coordinator dude, tons of experience. He's like a 50 year old gay man. And at one point, the um, the fucking president or the the king of Bahamas, whatever it is, he uh, he's holding these uh, 18 wheelers. Uh, these tanker trucks full of water, and it's going to be for the fans. Uh, he's holding them ransom until he gets some money. So Shit. Billy McFarlane calls up his his uh, his like gay father figure guy and goes, "I need you to go to this dude that's holding our water. And I need you to suck his dick. Oh my god! And get this water for us." And the guy is being interviewed. He's he's like, "So Billy tells me that, and I go home and." I brush my teeth and uh, I take a shower. I get dressed and I drive to that man's office, fully prepared to suck his dick. And did he? Uh, he ended up not. No, he did not need Whoa. to. He got there. He basically told the guy, "I'm gonna suck your dick, so you give me some water." And the guy was like, "How about you just take the water? Jeez. Like just leave." But I mean, just the whole time I'm screaming at my TV, like <laughs> toxic relationship, dude. Like oh you shouldn't. If any of my friends were like, "Hey, Alan, hey, I just you need to go suck this guy's dick." I'd be like, "Hey, I need you to never talk to yeah, me again. Go fuck off." Yeah, fucking um, insane person. I just remembered, I watched something that you talked about on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I just watched it the other day. I watched the Bill Murray documentary. Yeah, so good, right? Yeah, about all the encounters that Bill Murray has in the public. So good. It made me feel so like I'm rad. just doing my life the wrong way. I know, man. It was super inspiring. Really fucking good. Highly recommend it. Yeah. What was it called? It's some long-ass title. It's like, uh, I can't remember. I'm sure if you type in Bill Murray on Netflix, it'll be the first thing that pops up. Yeah, it's hot right now. It's not very long. It's like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, What else? Watch the show You on Netflix. Highly recommend it. It's a little bit lifetime Y O U? Yep. Okay. Um, It's just about a a psycho stalker guy that ends up getting the girl that he's been following and she finds out. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you mean. It's got kind of a Dexter bend to it. It's a trailer for it, I feel like. it's fantastic. It's got a couple. Nice. It's got like you know, if it's a pie, then the crust is a little campy. But you you get through that, and the filling is great. Like it's just the writing is fantastic. Um, a lot Dope. of cliffhangers, a lot of suspense and shit. It's badass. Killer. What else? I think those were the main ones. I wanted to hit. Um, We've been watching The Office again. Oh yeah, it's just that's the ridiculous. move. Oh, uh, trigger warning with Killer Mike. Also, oh yeah also it's, on netflix what is it about six episodes i watched the whole thing it's got kind of a who is america vibe that sasha baron cohen thing except it's he doesn't there's no disguises he he is killer mike the whole time but he just basically he picks kind of a theme 
you know, in one of the first episodes, he talks about how the education system is teaching kids to dream big. And that is, uh, you're betraying their trust. Like mm. quit telling kids they can be the president mm. and shit. Yeah. Mike Rowe from dirty jobs always talks about that. Yeah. That's basically what killer Mike does. He says, uh, you know, he, he's sitting with these little kids and he's like, what do you guys want to do? And one of them's like, I want to be a scientist, cure cancer. Right. Another one's like, I want to be the president. And he's like, how come none of you want to be a carpenter? Yeah. Like how many times have you hired a scientist to do something or hired the president? Like these, yeah. there are these lower level, you know, quote unquote, uh, less, less glitzy, glamoury jobs that are, that are bringing, um, a lot to the community. And, uh, and then he meets with some adults and the adults are like, you know, yeah, we can get on YouTube and watch it, but there's other shit we'd rather do. And Killer Mike's like, well, what do you use the internet for primarily? And all the dudes in the room are kind of looking at him like, bro, you know, <laughs> you know what's up, bro. So porn. yeah, hundred percent porn. So Killer Mike is like, all right, I'm going to make a series of, uh, porno vids, but they're going to be, uh, there's going to be fucking, but also instructional shit. So like. Uh, you know, not to ruin it, but in one of them, it's it's two dudes banging, and one of them, while getting banged, is showing you how to uh, how to correctly exchange your change your uh, doorknob to your front door. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's that's hilarious. It's fantastic. He digs in on I religion. He digs in on um, oh cool, a bunch of shit. It's it's fucking. Does he great. get in the gun issue? I don't think so. No, because he's it, he's kind of a known pro gun guy. Yeah, he uh. Or just pro like self empowerment. Yeah, he's know. well. What I like about him, he's so he's so aggressive about. He's aggressive in like, you know, in a in a healthy way. I feel like where yeah 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 he's got no problem saying what he thinks, and and he's obviously incredibly intelligent. Oh, dude, I've been listening to Killer Mike like way back in the day. Yeah. Um. Do, do you remember the band Dead Prez? Yeah. Hip hop duo. Uh, excuse me, just burped. Uh, yeah, they were like a huge thing for me and my buddies in high school and Killer Mike would tour them pretty often. So that's how I first heard about him. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, he's got a really, really good interview with a guy. It's a weird name. His name's Coleon Noir. Oh, okay. Coleon Noir. He's a black dude that, uh, I think he's like a host on NRA, NRA TV, but he has a YouTube show. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you know, a pro gun dude, but you would never know it. Look at him. He's like super you know, like huge fan of hip hop. And I mean, he looks like a fucking black dude, yeah. black hip hop dude. And, uh, anyway, he interviews killer Mike and it's really highly intelligent, uh, calm conversation about a, a tough issue. And I think, uh, killer Mike's good at doing that. Yeah, he is. I, I would highly recommend that show. It was, yeah, I'll check that out right away. Huge was, fan of his. It was great. Um, run the jewels is dope too. And then other than that, just the, uh, this was news today. Chris Brown, uh, arrested in Paris for alleged God. rape. Oh, um, that guy's a real class act. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be on his side for this one. I feel like if you can beat a woman, uh, rape is, you're, you're not, it's, it's all coming from the same place. Yeah. Right. Um, but at this point it's alleged, I will say that a lot of the, the statements that the alleged victim has made, they're. I'm not saying that there's not enough there, but there definitely wasn't much in the way of details. And that, that could have, she could have shared details, but they're not being shared to people. Um, I, I don't know, but it seems like it's still really early in this, um, situation. So hopefully we know more soon. And then a girl in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then are you a football fan? Yeah, yeah, I, I barely watched this year, but yeah, absolutely. Did you did you watch over the weekend two killer games? 
I just highlights, but yeah, I know a lot of the drama that happened. Uh, well, Pretty was, fucking intense. I was just reading um, as we were waiting on Justin. The the big thing is that you know the Saints. I had just gotten back from New Orleans, so I was I was rooting for them. I saw a bunch of yeah, really passionate, that. really cool people. Um, I was hoping they would win. They lost, uh, but there was that was too maybe top ten gnarliest no calls I've ever seen in the NFL. Uh, happened um yeah to new orleans a, a pass interference call that that wasn't it was a no call like and it, like game changing calls yeah for sure for sure such bullshit it, it was rough anyway i was reading that uh roger goodell uh the commissioner the fucking the king of football whatever mm-hmm. he uh he filed a motion under rule 17 section 2 article 1 uh, to instruct the league to fully investigate the ending of the game. Oh, wow. And the game could be replayed. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's what unlikely. That? It's incredibly unlikely incredibly, that, yeah. that that's going to happen. It's similar to like when a UFC fighter or any MMA fighter wants the athletic commission to overturn some sort of a call that a, a, like a bad call a ref made. Very but, rarely is the commission willing to uh, work, undermine. Well, what does that mean? So it would be New Orleans and who plays again? Uh, the Saints. They would no re- I'm, the Saints and, and they play who? Uh, they would redo this game. So Roger Goodell is saying that if under this uh, under this rule, he would then instruct the league to have the game replayed, meaning like it's a it's a it's a do over. But they already chose the teams for what I'm asking is like so what is it, no it's the Saints versus who in this game. Uh, in in this one that mm-hmm. might be investigated, mm-hmm. um, the Rams. Oh, so it's already a team that made it the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's going to be oh, it's going to be that. L.A. and oh, New that's England. Right. That's right. That's right. But what's weird is so that if it did, it would be Saints when is the Super Bowl? The they have like two weeks, right? February third or something. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have a lot of time. Right. God, that'd be crazy. I kind of hope it happens. But ostensibly, they could they could come to a ruling in seventy two hours and then schedule the game for within a week after that and still be all right but but like super rare that that would happen yeah well it's also going to be that wouldn't be advantageous for if the saints were to win now they just played a game and they're about to play the super bowl it doesn't matter dude Crazy. new england's fucking gnarly it, it, i would rather Christ. see new orleans in there i think that makes a better game brady versus breeze i would love to see that but i'm just rooting for anyone that's not the patriots that's yeah you and everybody else in america yep are and you f- going for the patriots no no okay no because I understand when people like, you know, root for greatness. I get it. Yeah. I just, I can't. Them and the Yankees, I'm just like, nope. Yeah, no yeah, way. for sure. No way, Jose. Um, do you know who's playing the Super Bowl, the band, at halftime? Uh, I think I heard and then I forgot. Was it Maroon 5? Is it? I know they were in the running. Oh. Whoever it is, they got a lot of shit for. Who the fuck is it? No, maybe it's a... A black dude, because they were getting crap for playing, you know, because sort of the politics of the NFL right now. Let's look that up. You looking it up? Yeah, I'll look okay. it up real quick. And then... I don't uh, remember. Uh, who was that? Super Bowl band. Um, I know, yeah, Maroon 5 was asked to do it, and they got a lot of crap for it, too. And So it looks... What the fuck? Why would I care about that? Why are you... Yeah, Maroon 5. It is Maroon 5? Yeah. Okay. Which, uh, honestly, man, my buddy Vinny got me into them recently. 
<laughs> really? Uh, there's a couple. Blowing my mind right now. There's a couple goddamn songs. Wow. All right, you want to talk about some fucking hotness? I just. And here's the thing, man. At 32 years me. old, at 32 years old, I do not have guilty pleasures. I I get it, man. Because I, I, I do. I I like. If somebody shit. makes fun of me for. I will look them in the eye, and uh, and be like, "You're yeah. not hurting my feelings." Right. Well, and as a musician, you know. Like, you know, you know what it takes to write a good song. Yeah, absolutely. These songs are the shit. No, you can't hate on it, man. His voice just really gets to me, though. Well, yeah, it's insane. Dirty looks from your mother. See, that's not bad yet, the voice. Never no, no. It, you what you're talking he about, hasn't, like, the he's, he's going to hit it in the chorus. Occasion. He uses that shit in the chorus. Yeah, like, why? Not invited, but I'm glad I made it all that me. See, this is way different. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the production is fucking this is money. Like barely even a band. Yeah, exactly. This is actually Tyler Yep. Also, yeah, she's not attractive like, to me, dude. I know I'm the only one, but. Yeah, where's she from? I don't know. Some shit. shit. I think she's hot. Yeah. Got some boobies. You know who's my, my like, one of my all-time favorite girls? Lake Bell. Do you know who Lake Bell is? No. Good googly moogly. Something about, I gotta, I gotta type. Whoa, who's calling her? Get out of here. Get out of here. I totally turned that shit off, too. Um. Yeah, I, I gotta type, dude. Like, uh, it, my wife always makes fun of me for it. I like Jewish looking girls. Oh, like girls dude, her. Noses. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. You like them Geico cavemen. Like Look at that brow. That's right. You told me you do got like a thing for the, the I Jewish. Got a thing for Jewy girls. <laughs> Jewy girls. Yeah, she's like, uh, this is my thing. The schnoz. <laughs> right. Like Syrian, Israeli. Yeah. Uh,. So with like this one. Natalie Portman, kind of. She's kind of too cutesy lately. Yeah, no, I mean, I I back the Natalie Portman thing. Yeah, like Ashley will just send me random like gifts of like Belle just, you know, parading around her apartment, just to drive me crazy. That's sick. Yeah, it's good to have a wife that, you know, torments you. That's yeah, it's like crazy. Uh, yeah, it's weird, right? It's just, it's different in a lot different. of... Different. The fuck yeah, it is. Is this her husband? Yeah, he's like a tattoo artist. I, I always think he looks like a little twerp. You don't have to open new goddamn windows. I just... There we go. That's not him. Okay, I was going to say that's... Because that's a... I've seen him in... Some, like, that's the most handsome man of life. Yeah. Yeah, he's a professional tattoo guy. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, we're approaching the time here. We should probably get yeah, wrapping true. up. She's in one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm gonna, I'll do it as a movie pick one day. But for now, I'll do a nod. Uh, what's the name of it, James? Um, uh, oh, In a World. Okay. Do you know about In a World? Mm-mm. So it's about the voice actors, the people that do like In a World. Oh know, yeah, it's like summer. I think I, maybe I watch. Uh, it's really good. I might have watched this. Yeah, so she plays a voice actor, and her dad is, like, the legendary, the deep, you know, caramel like the, vo- dude. the guy. Yeah. He's the legend. 
And she's like an aspiring voice actor herself. All right, let's uh, let's do the movie pick real quick. Movie cool. pick of the week, and then we'll wrap this thing up. A nice little package. Do you have the thing? Yeah, it's right here. All right, movie pick of the week is a movie called Ingrid Goes West. It's a delightful, dark comedy with Aubrey Plaza. yoga's together, stays together. Hashtag just movies. Perfect. Fucking True. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. It's so crazy. Congratulations. <laughs> Runs out of there. Oh, my God. It's Ingrid Thorburn. I thought she was in an insane asylum. You recognize that guy? No. Ice Cube's son. Whoa. He's an NWA. Or uh, straight out of Compton, rather. Yeah. You're confusing her with one of your Insta fans. You are by far the coolest, most interesting person I've ever met. (laughs) You're so funny. Taylor's been helping me explore my creative side. If you got lower, that would be better. You mean on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you're the best. I need you to tell everyone you're my boyfriend. What is this? Why are you acting like this? You don't even like these people. I do like them. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's dope. <laughs> Password to your phone is my sister's birthday. I'm not a psychopath. I own you. I just want to be her friend. Are you actually insane? Tupac said it'd be days like this. Dude, the ending of that movie. There's just no way for me to explain how fucking intense and rad it gets. I'm pumped, dude. I'm trying to... How'd you watch it? Um, It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, one of the two. It is on one of those? Yeah, absolutely. So I was going to pirate it, but if I don't need to. Yeah. It's it's definitely streamable. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it is fucking great. It's really funny. It's it's like poignant. It's a a good... um, Commentary on social media, specifically Instagram, how we all live these fake filtered lives, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey Plaza just plays the just the greatest character. She's dude, she's super talented. She is, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, really good, good movie. Alrighty, that's that's all I got. What do you are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh thanks to Justin Abel for being our guest on the show. Justin is the man. And you can find Justin at Justin Abel Audio on Instagram. If you want to sponsor the show, what's one way you could do it, Alan? Uh, Let me rephrase that. If you want to support the show, what's one way that you could do that? You could sponsor it. You could sponsor it. What else can you do? Uh, 
give us money without us having to sponsor anything. That would be ideal. Or talk about, I guess we wouldn't be sponsoring, right? They, um, or they would be. We would be? Or how would that work? How do sponsors and endorsements work? This is a tough way to sell people on becoming sponsors. <laughs> Let me look up the definition of sponsor. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what it is, but do it. Joe Rogan's got them, so we should have them. Uh, What's one way that people could support the show by not giving us their money? By liking us as people and then also subscribing wherever they get their podcasts. Yes. And a reminder, we are on YouTube. If for whatever reason, and for some reason I get this all the time, I don't know how to listen to your show. And I say, do you have iTunes? Like, I don't know. I don't have that on my thing. Which is so crazy. And I go, do you have Spotify? And they go, I don't know. They give me some reason. If you're one of those people, we, we do upload the audio to YouTube. Anyone that has the internet can access YouTube. Is yeah. that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So if that's an easier way for you to listen to it, subscribe to that channel there and you'll be taken care of. I would say that other than those things, the biggest thing you can do if you want to support the show is to share it with your peeps let your friends and family and everyone you've ever met and ever will meet let them know about the show absolutely yeah just spread it even like one you know story post on instagram or whatever just yeah absolutely there's a girl in uh warsaw that shared our last episode oh that's cool is that poland yeah yep i thought it was really cool it was like 5 30 in the morning for her she said something about like what a great way to start the day with stateside podcast with Kyle from 36 crazy fist. Dang. Yeah. Really cool. That's nuts. Yeah. It means the world. I mean, this is like, you know, we work really hard on this just like you would on a band or anything else. And it's always rad when people know about it and support it. Yeah. Very true. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram at it came from the sky or, uh, my website, alanashcraft.com. If, you're in a band, you need artwork. I'm looking to freelance heavy, uh, pay that mortgage and shit. So you can, there's a billion ways to get a hold of me. So if you want to that bad, you'll, you'll yeah. figure it out. I won't, I won't list them all. Absolutely. You can find me at James Ian Macmillan on Instagram or at Stateside MGMT. And just a quick shout out um, there's a band called Camp Crush that Ryan Lewis, one of the guys I represent, he mixed and produced their EP. And they have a release show in Portland if you're a local Northwest person. They're playing at the Dougford Lounge on the 31st. Ooh, best venue. Yeah, really dope venue. Such an easy venue to go to to check out a band. It's Re- so comfortable. Yeah, and they're such a fun band. Like, they kind of cross a lot of genres. When is that? wavy on the 31st. 31st. Are you going? Let me say, Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. I might, I might go check that out. What day is that? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like it's a weekend. That'd be cool. Club. No, I'm not even close it's a thursday thursday okay yeah still a doable day for me yeah definitely badass all righty well thanks again to everyone checking out the show and we will see you next time later bye
Come, let's go. You look alive, but you're not.